The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio studios. You are tuned in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on... 1250 and 930 also online pr927fm.com and you can watch the program on facebook live and on youtube make sure you are subscribed to pirate radio tv on youtube so you can watch this program beginning tomorrow you can watch the brian bailey show once again and we just uploaded some new ecu post practice videos with mike houston donnie kirkpatrick blake harrell and tim douse all that's available for you right now on youtube you can see the uh, interviews in their entirety right there just subscribe to pirate radio tv and check them all out all right uh coming up on today's show we will recap the weekend and talk pirate football with jonathan ellerby here to kick off the program double b brian bailey will join us at 3 30 had a great lunch with brian bailey today a lot to talk about with uh, double b ronnie woodward is in at four o'clock as he was throwing some questions at the ecu coaches earlier today we will talk pirate football at four and then at five o'clock troy d will be alongside the head coach of the greenville little league all-stars Corey scott will join us uh they were hoping to be playing tonight instead uh were sent home due to COVID issues and we'll dive into all of the details and facts on that coming up in the five o'clock hour so a lot to get to on today's program shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt producing as well and uh gang you know what we have to do to kick off today's show i was hoping we would do this shirley do you know no we got to sing happy birthday get your uh, oh. singing voice ready <laughs> to jonathan ellerby <coughs> made it another me, year me, 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 me. i never ask a lady your age so i do not know how old or young he is but you had to go stay fair and I, guess I, I think he's the same age as moi mm, how old is moi uh oh sorry i'm not supposed to ask oh i don't care how old are you well i'm going to be 46 so how old's ellery i'm gonna guess 46 okay gives shirley Rhodes the big stuffed animal she <laughs> nailed it right on wow. the bingo LRB. i like the big giant scooby-doo please yes. ellery looks 32 thank you Cliff. you carry your 46 well thank you yep i appreciate that you wear it well all right ready gang we're ready <clears throat> happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear ellerby happy birthday to you 
y'all done? Happy birthday. I mean, did y'all practice that? Nope. No. No. I we felt are a pros. good band does not need practice. I felt like a, <laughs> Wait, Zeppelin ever practice. I mean, I know Clip, was in, Clip was in a garage band at some point, but That's I didn't true. really know that Shirley and Chandler could uh, had it in in their uh, vocals back there. Well, you know, I like karaoke now and then. We I sing a lot in the showers. So. We sang uh, Happy Birthday to Glenn last week, so yeah. that was a nice tune-up. I think this one was actually better. And Glenn didn't even hear it, so you were actually here for it, yes. and we were actually to, able to present you the song. Well, uh, y- y'all are getting better. Yeah. Absolutely. And who wants gifts, money, gift cards? No. All you really want is the Pirate Radio Live your crew. co-workers to sing Happy Birthday to you. <laughs> What's the name of that app where like they get celebrities to... Cameo. Uh, cameo. It's your own cameo. Maybe y'all should start a cameo page for uh, shooting, uh, singing Happy Birthday to people. We will do it. The trio. Ooh. I'm down. All right. We um, need to negotiate. What would, what would be your trio name? How would If you were... Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. Uh, what would be a good trio name for you guys? The PR, PRL trio right now? The Drive Time 3. Bro. 3 6 Mafia. Wait, that's already taken. <laughs> <laughs> 3 to 6 Mafia. There's just something, yeah, to, there you go. something to think about. 3 All to right. 6 Mafia. Well, there you go. All right, there you go. All right, uh, let's, let's start with our rundown. ECU football. Hot one today. Cliff Godwin does not like talking about the weather. Mike Houston was forced to talk about it today. Uh, Shirley, let's hear his opening comments following today's hot one. Well, we got our, our first welcome to Eastern North Carolina day today. So, had, uh, had some heat and humidity, uh, which is good. We need it. We need a lot of it. You know, we, had, we didn't have any last week, and, uh, you know, it hit them pretty good today. So, it's another challenge. Uh, you know, it's a great teaching moment. I um, thought we did some good things today. And I thought we had, uh, you know, had some guys that uh, struggled with, uh, you know, with that heat and humidity all of a sudden. So, uh, you know, the practices are very up tempo. You know, they, there's a lot of running. They ain't, ain't much standing around out there. So, um, you know, it's we're gonna play ourselves into shape and into, into uh, you know, being able to handle the elements. Because it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be humid down there in Charlotte uh, for the opener, and it's gonna be hot and humid here for the kickoff you know, game in Daddy Ficklin. So, uh, you know, we need this weather. So it's a good thing. All right, Mike Houston saying the uh, the weather, Ellerby, is a good thing. Practicing in those elements is a good thing. The Pirates will open up with a night game. It'll still likely be a hot one. But, man, you think about that September 11th date against South Carolina at noon at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Uh, could be uh, could be toasty yeah, there. Whoops, sorry. You all right over there? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Happy birthday. <laughs> uh, um, I, I got thrown off there. So yeah. Noon, September 11th, hot one, and they're trying to prepare for all that. Yeah, so the sun will be down on the 2nd because it's going to be a night game, but uh, Bank of America Stadium, uh, the game TJ Lee blocked the kick against Virginia TJ. Tech. No uh, flags. No flags on the field. That was a nooner, and that was probably one of the hottest games I've ever been to. There doesn't seem to be a lot of wind that circulates in the stadium, especially at least on that day. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say both. Both those dates uh, are going to be nice and toasty by the time uh, the Pirates uh, get ready for kickoff. Uh, the second is coming fast and furious here, so uh, definitely you might as well get used to it. I don't know what the weather is in Boone today, but uh, I doubt it's as muggy and humid humid as it is here today. Shirley, let's hear cut three. Bailey Malavik was thrown into the fire last year. He was undersized, not from a height standpoint, certainly from a weight standpoint. He has picked the weight up and... He, uh, Coach Houston was asked about Bailey Malavik. He had a great phrase in here that reminded me of growing up in eastern North Carolina. Charlotte's here, cut three. Well, he's not getting pushed around. Uh, he still moves very, very good. Uh, and he, he runs very well. I mean, we, we uh, did some uh, 
you know, some sideline gassers at the end of practice. I mean, he's winning every every gasser, and he's right at 300 pounds. He's 296. Uh, so, you know, the, the added strength and weight is going to serve him much better in this league because, you know, he learned painfully last year that, you know, you're going to get tossed around pretty good in this league if you don't have some mass to you. <laughs> if you called that at the end of it. What? Uh, Shirley, what did he say there at the end? You know, you're going to get tossed around pretty good in this league if you don't have some mass to you. So, that is a, uh, a my dad likes to go that route usually in basketball uh when we're getting out rebounded i'm like man we can't get a rebound he's like well, robert sampson ain't got no ass to him <laughs> you gotta have some ass to you is that uh mr brock laying I, smack it really reminded me of uh of a phrase uh you know that i've heard in the past but mike houston saying it there and lrb uh cover your ears kids bailey malavik has some ass to him this that's year. hey look he, he, he's gonna need that if he's gonna be in this league it's I, a tough league it's I, a tough league i i had heard you know having a little junk in your trunk mm-hmm. you know caboose is yeah, loose yeah gotta you know but i have never heard you know you're gonna get tossed around pretty good in this league if you don't have some ass to you <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's love a new it. one to me yeah <laughs> love it uh ice cube wasn't it uh said you can do it if you put your ass into, into it. it correct right. that's going to be the quote that's the gift that keeps on giving this season maybe we need uh we need it it's on a, two little butt cheeks <laughs> we need it on a shirt or something yes can yeah. make that happen get some you know you're gonna get tossed around pretty good in this league if you don't have some ass to you do you know a shirt guy i do who do you know ellerby me <laughs> university yes sportswear? Univers- university sportswear we can maybe make that happen all right get your pre-orders in today <laughs> uh Ch- I mean, chico's had the famous uh bring your ass to chico's correct yeah we can do a spin on that bring your ass to daddy ficklin stadium <laughs> oh by the way do you still have the mike houston uh yes i do yeah he how about this one from uh was this friday yeah. yeah yeah this was from friday hey pirate fans get your tails out there and get your season tickets we play in less than a month Dress out there. Yeah. That was a Brian Bailey. Uh, get some ass specialist. into you and get out there. <laughs> yeah, but if you got a big ass, you better get two uh-huh. tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Minji's. I tell you, I, I, I got too much ass to me oh, really? to fit in those seats. I guess uh, Daddy Ficklin's a little better because we're on bleachers. Some Unless you're in the chairs. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you want to be in the upper decker where you spread out a little bit. <laughs> put some ranch on it. Put a little ranch on it. You can get right in the seats. There you go. All right. So uh, we'll hear more from Mike Houston. Also, Tim Doust coming up later on in the show when Ronnie Woodward joins us in hour number two. All right. Next on the rundown, Ellery, uh, boy, stunk to see this. So Friday, we're in the Pirate Radio studios watching the Greenville Little League All-Stars beat some big adult kid and his team from west virginia did you see that kid yeah i was joking when we were watching the game with my son and my dad that uh, that kid's favorite pastime was like to park cars you know like as a valet <laughs> or something i mean he was a giant <laughs> too my son's pretty tall and he's like yeah. five six like 118 pounds this kid was like he's got two, some, he had he some was, ass to him he, he was ass to 200 him. pounds <laughs> he was a giant and he hit a bomb, bomb. earlier Quite in one. the game yes. and then Corey scott we talked to him friday at five when morgan was here uh had the managerial decision he went barry bonds and walked him with the bases loaded to score a run great call for the other team and then they were able to get the final out and move on stay in the winner's bracket the plan was to win on saturday and then play tonight and uh but uh we learned on saturday that there was a 
a COVID issue. We're going to get all the details with Corey Scott coming up at 5 o'clock. But Greenville, uh, bottom line, were sent home and were unable to continue. Yeah, and a lot of people know a lot of the stories. We've put uh, Coach Corey's messages on our social media over the weekend of the of the updates. And uh, I think it was a false positive test. So, uh, And Coach Corey will have a lot of the details today. And, and the, the Little League rules just were just kind of – Bizarro. This has happened to several other teams in some other regions, and uh, it, it's a really unfortunate event because this team has not lost a game in the postseason, and uh, right. we're, we're, we're extremely hot and a, a fun team to watch. And you just th- there's no makeups now. I mean, it's it's done. There's no more chances to go to the uh, Little League World Series. Uh, I mean, if they're going to have the, I don't know. I, it, Corey will have all the details, but it just seems like the, the the rules, the testing, and it was set up to fail a lot of kids. And uh, it's a shame that the, I was excited. I was excited on yeah. Saturday at four o'clock. I'd planned my whole day to be in front of the TV and watch that game. And uh, I was heartbroken for those kids and uh, for Corey and everybody that was involved, their families. It's It was a tough way to end their season. Yeah, I got back into town this morning, and when I got into town to tune it the 92.7, it was the segment with Corey Scott on Friday, and I had to turn the t- uh, the radio down because I just it was breaking my heart to, to hear him talk about that win and talk about the, the game that they were going to have on Saturday. So I just it, it breaks my heart for those kids. I didn't even really think about the possibility until Friday at 5 when we talked to Corey and he said we're just praying that no COVID issues pop up for our team or for any other team because I think it had happened out in Texas or Tulsa Oklahoma or whatever and uh so Corey was you know had that mindset of we're gonna focus on baseball but there are some things that uh you know we we can't control and that uh that bit them unfortunately and the, and the crazy awful. thing they played the whole postseason until they got to uh, warner robbins georgia where there was no covid testing and then it's what you know they weren't in a bubble down there they were yeah. uh, you know i mean he'll have all the story yeah. today but i mean it's just kind of the, the way the rules were set up it was seemed like it was set up to catch somebody when you know there and there was no retesting it was you know yep. th- you know i think it's well documented of you know out there that they've retested the kid that that uh, popped pez positive and uh, he's been negative multiple times, I believe. So it's just yeah, not a great look for Little League. Little League has got a lot of questions to answer, and uh, the way they've the, the policies and, and and it's just it's just you know it's the world COVID and and, and you got to deal with it and live with it. But uh, the more testing you're going to do, the more chances that there, there are going to be. But I, who was doing the testing? Who how was were they properly handled? Were they you know well trained in doing COVID testing? So there's there's a lot of questions that I think a lot of people have to answer, but it's just it's just heartbreaking because Greenville could have had a team at uh, Williamsport for the second time in four years, and a team that this year that really only had to finish second in that bracket because two teams out of Warner Robins <clears throat> is going to go to Williamsport. So uh, they were a win Saturday and a win tonight away from going to Williamsport. Yeah, and my my son just played his 12 year old year in Greenville Little League, so he knows all these kids. And uh, I mean, I've seen all these kids play, and they're very talented. A really, really good team and a deep team, and uh, I, I, they definitely they definitely could have made and won more games than uh, if they'd have had the opportunity. So uh, just I, I'll be very interested to hear Corey's full story of course i've talked to him over the weekend but uh some there's been some new developments and other things going on so uh hour three today is definitely going to be must watch or must listen right here on the voice of the pirate nation 
All right, well, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that with Double B coming up next on the program as well. All right, what's number three? My, uh, I don't have my computer in front of me, Chandler. MILB report. MILB report? MILB report. A lot of Pirate fans, Ellerby, saw Alec Burleson playing live uh, over the weekend, which was awesome, as he was in Durham playing for the Memphis Redbirds. And uh, Shirley, how did uh, – I know Alec didn't play – every game of that series but uh he got on last night right yeah he got on last night he took uh they took uh or gave him a break friday and saturday so he did not play either of those games but he did play last night he was two for four uh unfortunately the memphis redbirds lost four to three but alec had a pretty good you know opening series uh with the memphis redbirds uh as uh he got a couple of hits throughout that series uh of course that's well documented online but uh, he did go uh, two for four last night. Elsewhere, um, by the way, on yeah, that, in that series, uh, Sean Armstrong pitched yes. against the Redbirds, not against Alec, but uh, a couple of Pirates there. Cliff mm-hmm. Goblin was there to see it, I believe, on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, also Evan Krasinski is on uh, the Memphis Redbirds uh, roster, although Evan is uh, on the seven-day injured list, so he didn't get an opportunity to pitch. Uh, elsewhere in the minors, uh, Thomas Francisco has been uh, pretty decent for the Palm Beach Cardinals, which is the low-A affiliate uh, of the uh, San Francisco uh, st louis cardinals uh uh, thomas went two for three and had an rbi on friday night and then uh, jack reinheimer had a busy weekend for the tacoma rainiers he was one for three friday night with an rbi he was two for four with an rbi on saturday night and then again two for four in uh the sunday night finale against the reno aces and uh so that's what we uh got as far as the minors go um bryant packard hasn't played uh in about a week or so he is currently injured um so that's the latest that i have on the minors and then i do have one summer ball update as uh, a lot of the teams in the valley league and the coastal plains their seasons are pretty much over but there is one team that is still playing and that is the born braves and uh zach agnos actually took the mound on saturday night he actually went an inning and a third he allowed uh, three runs on four hits and struck out three the born braves actually kick off game one of the cape cod championship against the brewster whitecaps coming up tonight at six o'clock all right good uh good report shirley rhodes i think you mentioned francisco franny hit his first professional home run yes. recently as well. Yeah, it was earlier this week. Ellery, it's so cool to have all these guys sprinkled throughout minor league baseball, and we've seen uh, several of them make it to the show as well. Jarrell Cotton uh, recently pitching uh, he, in Major League Baseball. Yeah, he actually pitched, I believe it was Friday night, he came out of the bullpen, pitched an inning, uh, kind of got rocked a little bit. He uh, allowed, I think it was like four runs on three hits something like that but he did strike out a couple too but he he didn't go very far in into the game a lot of pirate baseballers playing pro baseball we need to get back to where we can flip around on sundays and see pirates and we you know added deontay smith and boy blake pro looks like he's having a fantastic Man. camp with the vikings trying to make the team and uh, I'm, I'm excited to actually see uh, some vikings preseason highlights because we should get to see quite a bit of blake pro but you've got a, a few of those guys uh justin hardy signing a contract with the bears i guess Dwayne hasn't retired 
that I've I heard. don't think he's in camp anywhere, though. No, no he's, he's a free agent. But yeah. uh, he, as far as I know, he's not retired, but he is a free free agent. So we got some names there. Um, John Gruden is saying a lot of good stuff about Zay, St. Jones. Yeah. Um, don't, don't forget Justin Hardy. Uh, I didn't. The, that's why I just said him. Oh, okay. I apologize. And, sorry. <laughs> Linville Joseph. <laughs> Linville Joseph. And don't forget Garrett McGinn also with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are we claiming Minshew? Yes. We All might right. as well. We're claiming Well, Minshew. then if we're going to claim Minshew and Ben Kurt, Kurt then <laughs> you got to the claim. Question. Yeah, you got to claim Ben Kurt, too. Well, both of them graduated from Why each would year. you not claim Ben Kurt, but you would Minshew? Because Minshew started several games for us. Ben Kurt came in and ben scored was 70 the points. He, he scored points 63 through 69 against UNC. I, would, I mean, look, he put on an East Carolina uniform. He backed up Shane Carden. I would count him. He graduated from East Carolina. Him and Minshew both. Oh, did Ben Kurt graduate? Didn't he go to Virginia as a grad transfer? Yeah. And he chose to come here out of high school. Minshew was a transfer, right? Yeah. That's true. So you're putting Ben Kurt ahead of Minshew. I am. Wow. And he's—I've uh, interviewed him on Pirate Radio. Oh, okay, so it's kind of a personal. I thing. saw where Ben Kurt in Packers training camp, like sunk a fifty-yard into like, that net. It's like a net, yeah. And it was uh, great accuracy. But anyway, my point was we're hopefully getting back to that in football, and then one day, LRB, before we die, you're going to be able to flip on Sports Center NBA highlights and see former Pirates. <laughs> How far out are we that? <laughs> 72 years. <laughs> I don't know. And it's going to be a good day, Clip. It's going to be a great day. That pirate's going to be Jaden Gardner. And we're going to claim, claim him. him. <laughs> <laughs> we are claiming him. You know we're going to claim him. All right. What's next, Jalen? Uh, it's the new conference, the Big Carolina. Ellerby, have you ever heard of the Big Carolina 3A, 4A? Uh, you have this, not. This is the high school one. You know why you haven't heard of it? Because it's new. Because Brian Bailey just created the name <laughs> at Parker's Barbecue a few hours ago. Oh, wow. So it was going to be the Big East 3A, 4A. Uh, Conley, Rose, South Central. And then Havelock's coming over. Jacksonville's coming right. over. It is, uh, it's a huge New Bern. It is a... It's the who's who. A tough league. Jeff, as New Bern, Sassimo mm-hmm. would say. Um, apparently... Rocky Mount, whoever's in a conference, they're keeping the Big East name. Uh, so they had to come up with something different. And throughout the day over at Parker's at Media Day today, Brian Bailey is throwing ideas to the coaches and AD. He's like eating some stream beans hey. and he gets up and goes, hey, what about this what right about here? Big Carolina? And he kept saying stuff with Big, and I was like, Bailey, you could just go coastal. And he was like, Big Coastal. Like, you really want to go big, huh? He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm um and he he kept saying it he would he would say something to the ad the ad wouldn't pay him any attention and bailey would say i don't think he liked that <laughs> so <laughs> so we do uh some great interviews we posted a few of those interviews on our social media uh with nate connor from conley will bland from rose andy Two south central and uh chandler and i are on the way back to the studio i get a call from bailey he says hey Big Carolina. They're going with the Big Carolina. You laughed at me, but they're going Big Carolina. So the BCC? The godfather of Eastern North Carolina, Brian Bailey, and, has now named a, a conference. He can put and, that on his resume. Then we said he should have just named it the Big Bailey. Yeah. And they played in the Bailey Bowl for the Bailey, Big Bailey Trophy, the Bailey Cup. I mean, <laughs> why not? <laughs> I mean, the guy's been on television in Eastern North Carolina for 37 years. He is the one constant around these parts. Yes, I mean, it was uh, it was you know touchdown Friday. I mean, 
Although, it's a staple. Touchdown. Although with Friday. the way they move games around today, I told him we should change the name just to Touchdown Today. Correct. Just because some days he's touchdown doing touchdown every day, Thursday, Mondays, all sorts of stuff. So uh, the Big Carolina three A four A preseason poll has Newburn and J H Rose tied at the top. Oh, I was about to say, why well, no one at number two? Then I saw Rose over there with the slash. Havelock third, Jacksonville fourth, followed by D.H. Conley, South Central, and Northside. Was it Nate Connor that was on last week? And you yes. asked him, you said, all these teams are good. Who's Not everybody can win. Yeah. And so, yeah, I remember that was a good conversation you had. Because of Bailey saying, running down the team, saying they're all right. good. So it was, and you could have a conference champion with like three losses this year. Just because everybody's going to beat everybody up. That is going to be some good football. By the way, coming up on uh, Tuesday's Pirate Radio Live, I'll talk to, for the first time, Ron Cook, the new head football coach at Farmville Central. So we'll get to know him, uh, start to sprinkle in some high school football talk. We're uh, fired up uh, about that. So, All right, and finally, Hall of Fame weekend. Did you watch any of the Hall of Fame festivities? I did not. I got confused over it, but then I realized I kind of put one and two together. They did the 2020 and the 2021 class all in the same weekend. 2020, I guess, on Saturday, and then Peyton, Woodson, Megatron on Sunday. I want to go back and watch some of the stuff from Peyton and Woodson and stuff. I saw some of the highlights of Jimmy Johnson and uh, Edron James and uh, some of the guys on Sunday morning Sports Center. But uh, yeah, it seemed like those are always good good, uh, speeches to sit there and and soak in. Johnson was a part of that on sunday mm-hmm. joy palomalu was yeah. a part of the weekend um and his his bust was awesome with the hair so um, you had, had edron james with the dreads palomalu with the hair jimmy johnson with the hair mm-hmm. it was like an all-time great bust hair weekend it was a good hair, hair weekend did do you go in you don't go in as a play uh, under a team no nah. you? Uh, you just go in as a hall of famer okay. yeah uh because you know peyton he would have to go in as a cult but he did win with the Broncos too. Yes. In fact, somebody put the numbers up and said, "Did Peyton Manning have two Hall of Fame careers? Uh, with one with the Colts, one with the Broncos. Probably didn't do enough with Denver, but was pretty damn close. He went to two Super, Super Bowls Bowl. in yeah. four years. Yeah. So um, his actually, was great. His year they lost the Super Bowl. I think stat wise was better than the year they won the Super Bowl. The year they won the Super Bowl, he was like he was done pretty much. He was like but they on, had he was on yeah. I mean like Von fumes. Miller and that defense. Mm-hmm. Chandler can speak to this. Who they beat, Chandler? <laughs> the big Carolina Panthers <laughs> in a very ugly Super Bowl. It was ugly, ugly. offensively. Wasn't it like eighteen to eleven or something? It was score? twenty-four to ten. Oh, okay, but the who's counting? It, it was like sixteen to ten for the longest time. It was ten to three. Then it was mm-hmm. uh, it ended up being sixteen to three, sixteen to ten, and then they scored a touchdown and two point conversion at the end. Some say Cam Newton's still staring at that ball on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Not jumping on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's not talk about it, guys, because there's so many times that I think that might be the only time I get to watch a Panther Super Bowl. Yeah. And it's I sad. mean, look, it doesn't happen <laughs> often. So, how old were you when they played the Patriots? Uh, you were too young to watch that? I was too young. That was before. They were 2003. Ellery was there. 2004. Yeah, I see that picture every day I walk into. And so, you were born in 98. Is that right? Yeah. So, I was five. Yeah five or six years you were, old you weren't too concerned with the big carolina panthers at nah, that point jake Casey and jake dome yeah and see everybody that's was on that carolina panther team in 2015 from the front office to people on the field nobody is a part of the franchise anymore except shaq thompson i saw the uh somebody posted a panthers fan said pretty soon you're gonna have the first real carolina panthers 
inducted into the hall of fame steve smith yeah uh julius peppers right and you've had guys that have played for the panthers go into the hall of fame Kevin green is but recent. to have like your own guys that's pretty cool well, i'm talking about that with you and tony a guy that started with the panthers yeah yeah and i was very into the hall of fame game this weekend because it was the first time that i've seen guys that i've actually grew up watching play troy palomalo calvin johnson hmm. peyton manning i've been able to watch peyton manning in person when they came and played the broncos played uh carolina in 2012 so i just i was very interested but it's going to be very interesting to watch you know somebody like steve smith and julius peppers going to the hall one day next saturday we have our 22nd annual pitt county fantasy football league draft and my first ever pick was uh edrin james really in that league so he has a special place in my heart uh but anyway all right thanks for hanging out he was a stud he was he, he was uh part of that uh colts trio marvin harrison didn't win the super bowl though. Marvin! who was the running back for the colts when they won when peyton won the super bowl there mm, he went to call. lsu and was his falk? name was kevin Ju- falk nah he was always patriot good guess though he went to lsu uh joseph Adai. Adai. kind of random yeah edge was there all those years put up all those numbers but it was a die it was the running back when they ended up winning it hmm. all right Ellerby. anything else nah i'll uh enjoyed it be back uh next week does hunter still like the bumbling mitts or is he over that Nah, that was kind of a phase yeah, i was gonna ask is that a phase because uh the mets they uh, are they are floundering just as i predicted problem is the braves god they were three outs away from having a sweep over the weekend and being one game back but right now the phillies have the lead in the nl east so there you go. It's uh, baseball bouncing around. Get close. We'll be down here for playoff season oh. soon. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Phillies, we talked to Marvin Jarman today. He was oh, just yeah. at the Phillies game. Took the and trip. And saw uh, Joe West. I saw that. His scouting report was uh, he had fun and Philadelphia has trash all over the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so, brother, that's not love. even a scouting report. That's uh, that's facts. That's facts. <laughs> that, that that's uh, that's uh, that's his report. I don't know if he was a fan of the city itself, but uh, yeah. says they enjoyed the games and said Joe West did not make a single bad call all weekend. Mm. Did he get a cheesecake steak? Not, he got a cheesecake steak yeah they're making those now yeah mm, not sure that would be a good combo cheesesteak <laughs> and then cheesecake lb thanks for hanging out see you man happy birthday yeah thank you Appreciate what are you, you having for singing. your birthday meal uh i don't cheesesteak cake I'm, I'm having a <laughs> surprise dinner tonight when i get home so surprise uh, that'd be fun surprise that's, that's what i tell my kids i was like i got a surprise for you where are we going i said get in the car and i take them to the car wash and help me vacuum out my car <laughs> oh, they man. said this is terrible i said but you're surprised aren't you <laughs> Surprise. surprises are good yeah folks. they were like i'm never going with you again <laughs> i'm gonna bring you i've started to cook a little bit ellery a little bit i had uh clips jerk pork chops last night Ooh, wow good grief vamati america's favorite oh my goodness i'm gonna have to bring those in for are the you trying it out for you like jerk? a channel somewhere i would love to i would love to be able to cook but i can't will you be like on chopped you ever watch that show absolutely i mean i would just like to cook a regular meal before i get <laughs> eight different ingredients and have to make something we're giving you gummy bears lettuce and pork chops but i do love those uh those cooking shows yeah they yeah. are they're entertaining to watch all right let's get a break in we'll come back we'll talk to big carolina himself double b brian bailey who's very proud of himself for naming a conference earlier today ask him what he's going to name next <laughs> is he available to name your child you pay Bailey a small fee, he'll name your kid. Cameo. Big yeah. Coastal. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm in a big country. <laughs> this sounds like he just yells out names. He just says big and puts a word behind it. That's kind of his thing, and it worked for him today. Brian Bailey joins us when we return after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Hey, gang. Oh. I was admiring uh, some pictures of a uh, some fish my buddy caught, and I'm screenshotting them so I can show them to Bryce on Wednesday for our uh, Pirate Radio Outdoor segment. He'll have a story for us on Wednesday. <laughs> he is... Uh, a turtle rescuer <laughs> yeah that hey very t- tiny a turtle about the size of a quarter it looked like it was a very small turtle that bryce williams took off the road we and had a to... full-blown conversation with said turtle as he was rescuing said turtle and we are going to have that audio wednesday shirley to play oh okay we well, gotta get that uh, okay it was, all right uh, sounds hilarious. good to me all right let's go out to the fixed nc live line and talk to the creator of the Big Carolina 3A 4A conference. <laughs> he is Double B Brian Bailey. Bailey, how you doing, man? I'm not bad. I've just been a busy day. You know you're a legend for multiple reasons. Uh Bailey is a legend, but add another notch, folks. Uh as earlier today, it was kind of funny, Bailey. We were out uh covering Media Day for Conley, South Central, Rose, and all the uh big boys joining that conference, which and you can tell the story, Bailey. They were going to go by the Big East 3A, 4A, but apparently another conference is, is retaining that name or using that name, so they had to go a different route, right? Yeah, and it was funny because the only reason I asked the question is because I've asked this question for years. If you have a split conference, which one comes first or does it matter? You know, is it the Big East 3A, 4A or the Big East 4A, 3A? So I asked the question, and they were like, that's eh, not really the one I looked at. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? And then they had said that they had to, to revamp and, and decide. And, and it's funny because some of the leagues, I don't know what they're calling some of the leagues still because I, I don't think Max Preps has it. I don't think High School OG has it. So I'm not sure what they're calling some of the leagues. Uh, my point was there there was an Eastern Carolina 2A before and there was an East Car- Eastern Carolina 3A, 4A, and that's a little confusing to people. But the uh, athletic directors had decided to go with Eastern Carolina 3A, 4A again. I was really just joking around. But I told those guys, I said, man, you got a great league. you got great schools, you know, big schools in our area. This is big. Let's call it big something. So we kicked around big Eastern Carolina or big Carolina, and they came up with the big Carolina 3A4A. So. No, they didn't. You did, Bailey. This is your name, your namesake. And Chandler and I, on the way back from Parker's to the studio, were saying, you know, you, you got all this influence. Why not just call it the Big Bailey? And they play for the Bailey Bowl and the Bailey Cup, and we should have gone that route if you got all this uh, influence. That's what one of the ADs did say. They said, I think we should call it the Brian Bailey Conference since you named it. I thought it was hilarious. Because they go back 
they go back to their schools, they'll be like, what? What did y'all do? They're going to probably change it again. But right now, it's a big Carolina 3A, 4A. And, man, there's going to be some big battles in that big Carolina all year long. It's uh, I don't know. You've been around a while, Bailey. Is this about the, you know, the I don't know if best is the word, but like the most competitive conference you've seen top to bottom? I think it really is because of the teams involved. You know, usually whatever league you're in, you'll have two or three good teams year in and year out and two or three that struggle. But in this league, I mean, you've got, you know, teams with great history. You know, as Alan Wooten said, you know, these teams, you know, most of them have been to state championships within the last five or six, seven years. And so it takes a lot to get to a state championship. And you've got, you know, great history on some of these you know, teams. And, uh, you know, Havelock and Jacksonville battled for years in the Coastal. And now you've got them, you know, in our big Carolina 3A, 4A. And, you know, Rose and, and with what Nate Connor's done at Conley to bring them up, and Andy Two in South Central, he's had success. So, yeah, I, I, I agree when those guys look at the schedule and say, man, <laughs> every Friday night. And a lot of these teams are playing tough non-conference slates. I mean, I, I think I saw where Rose, South Central, and Conley, if I'm not mistaken, are all playing Cleveland. And Cleveland's supposed to be one of the best teams in the state. Brian Bailey joining us. We uh, had a uh, nice football uh, conversation from the high school ranks earlier today. And Bailey, Mike Houston uh, talked earlier today. And uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell, Tim Doust as well, as they had a hot one earlier today. And also our favorite line was Mike Houston uh, dropping this one when talking about Bailey Malovic really transforming his body to become a legit tackle in the American. What did Mike Houston say, Shirley? You know, you're going to get tossed around pretty good in this league if you don't have some ass to you. So if you don't have some ass to you, Bailey, you're, <laughs> you're going to get tossed around. What, my doctor told me one time, you got a little bit too much of that ass to you. You got to lose, lose some of that. And you have, Bailey. You're uh, – you were. I, I always try to sit at the Bubba table. You're not. You're not even a Bubba anymore. It's kind of sad. I'm a big Bubba. I got a long way to go. I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. That's, that's funny that he said it like that. And that's. Uh, you know, he, and he did talk about how humid it was today. Yeah. Humidity. That's what makes a football team. A lot of years. They are. Uh, they're getting tougher going through days like this. That's for sure. Uh, there uh, practicing in this heat and I don't know Bailey it, it happens every year uh, but my optimism as we get closer to the season is rising and uh, for good reason this time I, I like uh, the improvements made on the defense in year one of Blake Harrell I take they, I think they take another step this year and look it really if, if the O-line can be competent and not even saying if they're really good but if steve shankweiler can get these guys to to be average uh i like our chances to have a uh, a 500 football team this year and i really think they'll be better than average i really think that they've, they've come a long way with their depth and you know and, and guys like hold nailers they, they don't blow smoke they tell you what they feel and and he was saying right out i think the twos could go out He's with them every day, and he, he said, yeah, I think the twos would go out and, and protect me. And, and, I, and I'm telling you, he's had, some, he's had some rough times in the past where he's running for his life. And, you know, he's got to take care of those guys. And I think he likes what he sees right now with the offensive line and if they can do some of the things. Shank Waller's been a winner everywhere he's gone. Every yeah. time he's been at East Carolina, the Pirates have won. And I think you'll see dividends this time as well. 24 days. Is that right, folks? Yeah? All right, I'm getting the thumbs up. 24 days away from kickoff, ECU Appalachian State. Brian Bailey will join us on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll kick off that day at 3.30, taking you up to the 7.30 kick and be with you after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Bailey, it is great to say those two sentences back-to-back. We are, we're getting close, man. 
Yeah, we are, and and it's it's so it's so crazy when you think about. You know, you go through the well. We went through COVID, and then we finally started bouncing back from that. And then, you know, the football season this past year, high school wise, was was a lot different, but it was fun. But now, this is the real deal, man. You get high school football on Friday, college football on Saturday. You got the pros on Sunday, and I mean, it's just it's the greatest. You know, the best time of the year. I saw Oktoberfest for sale at Sam's the other day. So <laughs> your fall's coming. I mean, it's a great time of the year. That it is as we uh, get ready for football and uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs are, you know, down the road a tad. And talking about uh, what's going on in the minor leagues, Bailey, we were also following Greenville Little League Baseball. And Corey Scott's guys got a nice win on Friday, stayed in the winner's bracket, were ready to play Saturday, and then potentially play tonight on uh, on TV, ESPN2, I believe. But... Uh, man, some awful news that they were disqualified from the Southeast Regional and sent home due to what appears to be a false positive COVID test. We'll get the details when Corey Scott joins us today at 5 o'clock on Pirate Radio. But, Bailey, I know you've had an opportunity to talk to Corey as well. He was emotional, as you would imagine, and uh, just stinks for uh, all those kids that uh, were, were really playing some good baseball. Yeah, and, and I I just don't understand – because you know the reason the reason pro sports go to replay is to get it right, and the reason that you test for COVID is to get it right. And all all Corey and those guys were asking for after they got the positive, well, hey, let's just make sure. Let's just go get a you know the kid flunked a saliva test. Now I don't I don't know the science. I don't know the specifics. But if he flunked the test, and then you go and you get him tested again, and he tested according to Corey, three times negative. So, I mean, obviously the kid didn't have it. You didn't get it right. And it just, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's just, it's just so, it's, 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 it's just heart wrenching for the kids. And as I told Corey and, and he was emotional, hell, I got emotional because I think back as a parent, the odds of my kids and, and my daughter played Babe Ruth softball and won a World Series with Pitt County. But to go to Williamsport, the odds are so astronomically against you because only a handful get a chance to go. And Greenville's been so lucky to get to go twice. And they had a chance to go a third time. That team was really good in a great situation. And to have it taken away like that, you know, it's one thing if you get taken away by a bad call. Bad calls are part of the game of baseball. And you get a situation like that where, you know, just let them test again. But they wouldn't do it, and that's what you get. And it's really, I mean, it, it really, you know, because a guy like Corey, who loves baseball and loves Little League baseball, I mean, that tears your heart out. I'm telling you. Yeah, it uh, just stinks for those kids and those uh, parents who, like the NC State situation, who right. kind of out of their hands and uh, had to go home despite playing some great baseball. So kind of reminds me of the, the whole Naylor situation uh, leading up to the Navy game last year, Bailey, where he tests positive and then takes uh, subsequent tests, and they're negative. But uh, he's not Nick Saban, so he was not allowed to, to test out of it like Nick Saban was uh, in a similar situation last year. And I, I like your, um, I like when you bring up replay. You, you have replay to to get the call right on the field, and just no opportunity to to kind of get it right this time. It looks like. And sometimes they screw replay up. We all know that. Yeah. But at least the idea is to get it right, to look at the play and to get it right. And the folks, they didn't get it right. They just did not get it right. 
Brian Bailey joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. The Brian Bailey Show returning uh, Tuesday at noon. It'll go back to its normal Monday noon time slot next week. But, Bailey, you'll have a, a big recap from uh, today's festivities and also uh, some live interviews with the coaches, right? Yeah, we got, uh, we're going to talk more about this Carolina, this big Carolina. Big Carolina. Yeah, big Carolina. Uh, Andy, too, from South Central, Nick Connor from Conley, and Will Bland from Rose. They're going to be live in the studio with us. And then we're going to call some of the other coaches, Coy uh, Now from New Bern, Alan Wooten from Havelock, uh, Bo Williams from Jacksonville. Uh, so we're going to have those guys on the phone. Just kind of have a little fun about the league and about you know high school football starting out, and get their ideas on some things. So I think it'll be I think it'll be a lot of fun. But looking forward to having those guys live in the studio with us and uh, talking high school football. Everybody's practicing early, so they've got the noon hour free. And then of course, as you said, next week we'll we'll go back to Mondays, and it'll be a little tricky this month trying to get assistant coaches on because of camp. Yeah. But we'll have some East Carolina themed you know type of uh, shows coming up and. Of course, we got the trip to Charlotte coming up on September the second. Yeah, really excited about the Brian Bailey show's return. And uh, Bailey, I was telling Chandler, and he agreed with me leaving Parker's today. Look, I I love sports. I watch any game. I watch football till the day I die. Pro, college, whatever. I watched Canadian football the other night just because it was live on TV. But something about high school football, and I've, I've been watching for the first time Friday Night Lights, so I've kind of had a high school feel going these last few weeks uh, watching that show. But something about it, it, it's all the coaches are great guys. You get together. It's like a, it, it still has that amateurish, uh, wholesome feel to it. So I don't know. I left uh, I left Parker's today feeling good, excited about some high school football, Bailey. It's funny, and I told you this before, I think, on, on the radio, but every year in August I have a dream that I'm playing high school football again. <laughs> and sometimes sometimes I'm young again, and sometimes I'm my age. Here, I had it this weekend. I'm 59 years old, and the coach said, look, I think I can, I can get you on. If you can make the team, you can play. So I was on the team. I was playing behind a freshman at right tackle, and I was upset because I was like, I can't even beat that freshman out. I'm 59 years old. So at the last minute, the coach took the freshman and put him, put him on the JV and let me start. So I'm trying to wake my dad up to come watch me play football, and then I woke up. And I'm thinking if I ever get actually in the game, that's when I die. You remember, you remember the old saying, if you ever dream you're falling and you hit the ground, you're dead? I think if I ever start playing in a football game, then I'll probably wake up. You're going to take that one hit, and that's going to be all she wrote. <laughs> Bailey died in his sleep, but we understand he was in a great football game uh, as he died. That's a great story. This is the Rudy movie nobody wants to see, Bailey, except me. I want to see it. That's right. It's a fun dream. It happens every year. I swear it does. Mr. Big Carolina, Brian Bailey joining us. Uh, Double B, great to chat with you, man. Can't wait to see you here tomorrow at noon. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much. All right, there he is, uh, Brian Bailey, joining us today. I I have those dreams too, where I'm playing in a game, whether it be yeah from my past or just some kind of big moment, and uh, it's it, it's fun to have those. I've had dreams of playing high school baseball again and being up the bat and uh, like usually striking out. <laughs> but, uh, I was like, why am I playing baseball right now? <laughs> And like uh, I didn't have a beard in high school, and I would have a beard playing in the game. And I remember thinking, like, what in the world is going on here? Why am I playing high school baseball again? Like I'm getting a second chance. You know, it's weird. Uh, you know, as far as I can remember, as much sports as I played in my lifetime, I don't think I've ever had a dream where I have gone back and played 
in a game, I spend more time. I don't know. Like I, I say, like for me, like I to me, it's like me taking the stage at a rock concert somewhere and playing guitar or playing the drums. I want to say I've I never, had a dream. I've never had a dream where I went back and played in a game. I want to say I had a dream that I rode the bench for ECU basketball. And, like, I was one of those guys that they, like, always cheered for, the white guy at the end of the bench that never played. <laughs> and, like, I remember, like, I remember during timeouts, I was, like, a part of the huddle. Like, I, but I kept my jumpsuit on the whole time. And I just remember that. Like, I remember. And then after the game, like, my friends were like, I, you'll get in there one day. <laughs> but I'm, and then I remember waking up. But yeah, those those dreams happen and they're weird. I used to have the dreams of going into going to school. Okay, that's what I was going to bring up. How many have you had that have the dream where you're at school in your underwear? Well, yeah, there's that one. But I have the one seemingly often where I um don't know where my class is. Do you do you ever have that one? No. Nah. And like, and you realize that, that it's like towards the end of semester, and you hadn't been to the class the entire semester, and you don't know where it is. I have that one like all the time. No, I've never had. That and it's one. so scary. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, good. I, don't, I have a dream. I don't have school anymore. I've had plenty of dreams though where I've I got to school, and people were like, dude, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, what do you mean? And I look down, and I'm just in my underwear, and I'm like, what in the world? I, and I'm freaking out. I'm embarrassed. I don't like, know what I, this means, but I've never had those types of dreams. I've had dreams where I've been late to school and I'm embarrassed to go into the school. I was so late. Yeah, had that one. I had a dream where I was, uh, for some reason, in the field house where the football team used to lift weights. And for some reason, like, I dropped weights on one of the football players like inadvertently like i was supposed to be spotting for them and i'd grab the bar and i said oh no wait i don't want to hold on to that and let it go but that's that's the only one i remember if i've if i've ever had those types of dreams i don't remember any of them y'all have had the dreams right where you had to you had to run from something and yeah. you're going about two miles per hour <laughs> you're, yeah. you're trying to run as hard as you can but you, you're just going like that slow how many times do you have a dream and you realize you're in a dream I do that I've, a I've lot. Had, I've had that happen a handful. Of and times. I can get out of them on purpose if I don't like the dream. Have Have you ever been in a dream that you liked and you woke up and then you're like, you go mad. back to sleep? Yeah. You're mad and because you, you'd like to finish the dream? But yeah, that's but happened before. I, I can go back to sleep and continue the dream. Are you oh, no. kidding me? I swear. That's the dream. To have that dream. <laughs> yeah, I've never. I, I'm I, like, I, man, that was awesome. All right, I, I'm going to go back. To, let me see what happens next. And it's usually because one of my dogs needs to go out, and I'm, like, yelling at the dog. I'm like, do you have any idea what you just woke me up from? So, yeah. Have you ever had the dream where you're a uh, big basketball player from Houston? <laughs> you? Have you had that dream? No, it's Akeem, the dream, Elijah. Uh, All right, let's, let's take a break. Uh, yeah, we, we had to end it. Was that supposed to be funny? No. Yes, wow. I don't know. We'll take a timeout, come back. We have to come back and take another break basically so we'll do that we can talk about more dreams we'll talk about more dreams when we return on pirate radio live after this
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Super distracted right now. I'm up in my slow draft fantasy football league. I was trying to make a trade for Matt Stafford. You really like Matt Stafford. I'm all in on Matt Stafford this year. That fell through, which was okay because I was just going to draft Ryan Tannehill and he just got picked before I could make a selection. So now I'm screwed three ways from Sunday. Mm. Is that a phrase? Mm. Nope. Three ways to Sunday? Yeah. I'll tell you what is a phrase. What? You got to have some ass to you. Oh, yeah. We learned that earlier today. Bailey Malavik does. You know, you're going to get tossed around pretty good in this league if you don't have some ass to you. So, <laughs> Bailey Malavik has that ass. And he's ready to show it on game days this year. <laughs> Next time I see Bailey, I'm going to say, man, <laughs> you got that ass. Hey, are you checking me out? Yeah. Yeah, you got some ass to you. Well, ever since Coach mentioned it, you uh, you got some ass to you. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> no, take a little walk. Def- defensive lineman for App State's going to go, dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I saw you on film. I didn't. What have you been doing? Um. So yeah, what do we do here, Shirley? Should we just roll on or take a break? Uh, let's roll on for right now. All right. Let's welcome in let's Ronnie give it a few Woodward minutes from the Daily Reflector who joins us. Hello, Ronnie. What's up? I was waiting for the cue. Yeah. I think sometimes you. I'm in here and we go to commercial. Today we roll right to it. Thank you for the gummy bears as we well. Got gummy bears, got snacks. Yeah, feeling yeah. good. Feeling good, good on a Monday. I like it. Ronnie, I was out at Parker's Barbecue putting in the tough uh, work today. I saw that. At the Big Carolina 3A, 4A Media Days. That event's awesome. It always is. And is. Uh, those coaches are great dudes as well. What did Chandler do today? The thing He ate. ate. <laughs> um, yeah. Two videos. I would say there you go. he had seconds of just about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also uh, took pictures, got some great video, so he put in some work. I like it. But I tell you, but I tell, <laughs> I, I tell you this, I, I tell you. But um, sorry, I was distracted. Uh, Jonathan Ellerby, get on it. with it. Anyway, um, it does make you feel like you've done a lot because once you eat, you're so tired. Oh you're man, right. I was, I was and, done. Man, I was like, I'm ready fighting to, take a to get through this show. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. The queue was great. The stream beans. Oh, great Billy Parker. Corn sticks. Fried chicken. I'm a sticks guy. He's a sticks guy. I'm trying to get back on my low-carb diet. He went no sticks. No sticks. sticks. doesn't match. Which I'm not even a stick guy anyway. Oh, man, I love them. I'm a hush puppy guy. I love them. I like both, but the corn sticks at Parker's are so unique. Always been a sticks guy. Yep. Um, Good stuff. While we were there, you were uh, talking to Mike Houston and the other football coaches today. Coordinators. Big day. Today was a... Let's see. When did they go pads, Ronnie? Tomorrow. Okay. So today was, uh, what, shells or Yeah, helmets? shorts. Yep. So shorts. they went helmet, shoulder pads. Shoulder pads, shorts. They've done the past few days. And Mike Houston talked about the heat and how it was necessary to practice in that. Let's yeah. hear that one more time, Shirley. Mike Houston won as he uh, talked about the heat today. 
Well, we got our, our first welcome to Eastern North Carolina day today, so had uh, had some heat and humidity, uh, which is good. We need it. We need a lot of it. You know, we had, we didn't have any last week, and uh, you know it hit them pretty good today. So it was another challenge. Uh, you know, it's a great teaching moment. Um, I thought we did some good things today, and I thought we had uh, you know had some guys that uh, struggled with uh, you know with that heat and humidity all of a sudden. So uh, you know the practices are very up tempo. You know, they, there's a lot of running. They ain't, they ain't much standing around out there. So. Um, you know, it's, we're going to play ourselves into shape and into, into uh, you know, being able to handle the elements because it's going to be, you know, it's going to be humid down there in Charlotte uh, for the opener, and it's going to be hot and humid here for the kickoff uh, game in Daddy Ficklin. So, uh, you know, we need this weather, so it's a good thing. All right, there is Mike Houston, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying ass so many times today, but Mike Houston started it, Shirley, his uh, comment. You know, you're going to get tossed around pretty good in this league if you don't have some ass to you. Uh, Mike on Facebook Live says, coming up September 2nd in Charlotte, App State versus Ass State. We got some ass to us, and was we're great. Was that supposed to be funny? Yes, Molly, it was. I totally missed that today. I was I, there, and I missed it. I think a lot of people did. You get some ass into you. I guess. Because nobody like commented on it. It was no. my line of the, the day, for sure. For you, sure. You caught it. I mean, I, have you, I, I've heard that phrase uh, over my time here in Eastern North Carolina. Some have, some haven't. But we're using that as a it's a, pos, it's a compliment that we're ass state. We got, sure. Our boys got some ass to them this year. And we're going uh, to whoop it on the app side. It's two little butt I, cheeks. That is right. That's what it was last year. This year, they're big. And uh, just go listen to Sir Mix a lot, Baby Got Back, and he describes the East Carolina football team. I think very well. All right, uh, Ronnie, what else did you pick up today from um, – Mike is now asking, did he say some ass or some mass? Uh-oh. We got controversy. Hit it again, Shirley. You know, you're going to get tossed around pretty good in this league if you don't have some ass to you. Ooh. Did he say mass? We've been saying uh, ass this whole we'll time for nothing. tomorrow. We'll have to no, it sounds tomorrow. it sounds like he's saying it in a southern way, but I think it's ass. I'm voting mass. Chandler, what are you going with? Ass. Hit it one more time. You know, you're going to get tossed around pretty good in this league if you don't have some mass to you. Mm. Mm. Starting to sound like mass. mass. Uh-oh. Maybe but he's saying some. It. Maybe he's dragging that M to the ass. Mass. <laughs> Pirate Radio 1250 and 930 on Facebook just said it's mass. How's the building talking to us? I don't know. You know, I've always heard that is creepy. Things coming. I mean, I talked to the building, but I didn't realize the building talked back. Talk back to you? It it never has to me. That is very strange. Just like a Ouija board, can it answer questions for me? Mm, I don't know. Um, Mass. (laughs) I'm going ass. I don't care if it is mass. It's funnier. This is our new slogan for twenty. Why do we always have trouble trying to figure out if someone said a cuss word on this show? Troy D says it's mass. Was Troy D at said press conference? I don't believe. Maybe we should ask the big dog. I think we should ask. There's only one person to ask, and it's Mike Houston and Ronnie. We're gonna do that tomorrow. Would you mind being the ask answer to that question? We get there in the first (laughs) part. Jenny's out there, usually me, I go. He's roaming around. Sometimes he's in a talkative mood. Yeah. Bailey's out there. Sometimes I wouldn't, yeah, don't focused. do it formally. Do it like, Coach, serious question, but kind of a, yeah. you know. Beginning of practice. Yesterday, did you 
when you were talking about Bailey Malavik and and having size, did you say what was the exact quote, Shirley? You're gonna get pushed you're around. Gonna get tossed around pretty tossed good around. if you don't have some mass to get. <laughs> now all I can hear is mass. Oh man. It's really See, upsetting. I, just heard that me. One I thought the opposite. I don't know. You know what, Mike? You ruined it for me. Thanks, Mike, for nothing. Well, tell, look, if he did say mass, see if he can change it to ass. Yeah, see if he can get him to <laughs> coach a little bit. Can you say ass instead of mass? For sure. <laughs> All right, on to real things. Um, I, and I think that is important for him to talk about. Bailey Malovic, almost at 300 pounds, Ronnie, which he is a tall dude. So 296. It would be two. nice if he was above three, obviously, but... I good. I hadn't really seen him. Have you? You've seen him? I mean, just physically looking, yeah. he looks really good. But yeah, the the offensive line. I wanted to ask Donnie Kirkpatrick about it today. I go asked about Malavik. I asked about Avery Jones. Uh, Sean Bailey has been a consistent kind of first team guy. Um, Justin Chase, Nashad Strother, um, Richard Pierce is a freshman who looks like he's he knows what he's doing. Hmm. Um, kind of in him. that second unit up there but it's one of those things they referenced i think it was defense but they referenced the heat some people didn't handle the heat well yeah and whatnot and i don't know for sure but you're always trying to figure out what they're where they're you know if they're frustrated and it looked like the defensive line maybe or front seven um and everybody knows on paper this defensive line is is a weakness or a weaker element of the team so i'm just wondering what that balance is and you know what I'm getting at of like if one position looks group if one group looks great on offense yeah is it because the group they're going it's on defense is behind and vice versa you know so what is that balance is the offensive line look really good because the defensive line is struggling or is the offensive line going to be really good against App State September 2nd and the you know yeah. it, it, that's one of those things like the pass rush like it's always like well the pass rush looks great and then sometimes you're like, I wonder why that pass rush looks so good in preseason and not other times. Yeah. Well, you know, when Scotty Montgomery was here, we talk about the great practices and everything. Yeah, running backs were great. But it's like, why Why does he keep saying work. this? Well, because we look great against our crappy other side of the ball. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not lying. Hey, we look fantastic today. But I would hope so. <laughs> the other side stinks. The offensive line, though, is a, it's been a theme. I wrote about it today. Everybody seems to be on board with the offensive line is is getting better. I, I'm I not ready to go. Oh, getting better? I'll take that. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I'm not like, gonna try not to sell a bill of bad goods or whatever you say. However, you, I'm using a lot of phrases today. Some mass, but I, my thing is the defense is going to take a step and be yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm not ready to and say that about the O line. Secondary yet. has some talent. Yeah. For sure and linebackers did it for uh, sure but yeah, i think up front on both sides i still want to you know that you got to see it in game action but i think avery jones the center starting center they're committed to him it looks like and donnie kirkpatrick said hey he's been a bright spot and a big part of of this kind of momentum for the offensive line so him bailey malavik are two guys that malavik was playing basically too small jones was playing a guard last year now you have kind of a new Bailey Malovic in a weird way and a new Avery Jones because he's in a different position. I think those two guys are going to be huge for the how good the line is, and then I think that correlates pretty directly to some extent how good the team is. Well, they are getting bigger, and of course Mike Houston said earlier today, Shirley, um, talking about the 
getting bigger in the size and the ass and the mass. You know, you're going to get tossed around pretty good in this league if you don't have some mass to get. Uh, Mike has responded and says, I think I just heard him say masks Uh-oh. so much that I hear. Oh, he says, I've heard mask so much that I hear mass. But I'm going with, he said, ass. I'm team ass. So Mike is nice. officially on team ass, as am I. Um, we will hopefully find out the answer straight from the horse's mouth coming up on Tuesday. Uh, Shirley, let's get a break in. We'll come back. I did not have time to get the uh, um, Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell audio for today, so we'll have that for you tomorrow. We will hear what Tim Doust had to say, Ronnie. Doust was cool. As he talked special teams and about his defensive ends and uh, rush ends as well. And Mike Houston asked him about North Carolina versus Texas barbecue. Yeah, that was good. I heard that. Houston was into it. He said, I'm going to sit in here and watch this one. I'm going to ask a question. So uh, we will hear all that. Talk more pirate football. You can leave a question or comment if you'd like. Also, help me draft a quarterback. I had Baker Mayfield as a keeper. I don't want him to be my starter. But now I've gone. good? Huh? He's not good? Baker Mayfield? He is a borderline starter in a 12-team league. Wow. Okay. So who should I draft? And now I don't. Sam even... Darnold. Sam Darnold's available. Eric Crouch. Joe Burrow. Trevor Lawrence. Kirk Cousins. Go with your old buddy Kurt. Yeah. I think Jalen Hurts is available. I said Cousins. Who Help me out. Matty Ice. Matt Ryan. Who does Cousins play for? The Vikings. The Vikings. Yeah, I'd do that. I know nothing about fancy. Leave me a comment on Facebook Live and Twitter. Who would you draft out of those QBs? And I'll uh, I'll take the one that I feel comfortable with. All right, more to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation. And GUC will match all the donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor Program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live, counting down the days 24, in fact, until we get to the start of the East Carolina football season. We are, what, three days away from the Washington football team taking the field against the New England Patriots preseason football, beginning for teams not named the Cowboys and Steelers, uh, coming up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Ronnie, week zero will happen uh, before the Pirates take the field on that uh, Thursday, September 2nd. I believe the date is August 28th. You've got some college football games. So we are coming down the wire. Hard Knocks debuting Tuesday night, by the way. So everywhere you look, there's some uh, some football. That is exciting. I agree. Yep. Uh, and uh, Ronnie, uh, we were talking ECU football a moment ago. I have one. Uh, I got two uh, cuts to play from Mike Houston we haven't heard yet. Uh, this is a Mark Lindsay special. He asked, uh, what are the biggest differences Mike Houston's noticed uh, from year one of fall camp to now? This is cut two, Shirley. 
Well, I mean, I, th I think the biggest thing that's evolved is, you know, I'm not having to chase them as much as I did the first year. I mean, we didn't have much, uh, you know, get up in us when I first got here as far as, you know, hustle and, you know, some edge and some fire in our belly. We didn't have a whole lot of that. I mean, we, you know, we got that. Um, you know, we got some young guys that uh, they've still got to learn because they're, they're new to the program. But the experienced returning guys, you know, they know what's expected. And they know when the ball's snapped, they know what we expect as far as how they play. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's the big thing tomorrow. We've got full pads on tomorrow. And I told them I wanted to see it from the get. You know, from the very first snap, I want to see us play tomorrow the way we plan on playing September 2nd. So uh, that's the biggest thing is just the way we work, the way we compete, our effort, you know, our hustle, how hard we play. You know, that's the biggest change since year one. Ronnie, uh, man, it, tomorrow is a, a big day as they put on pads for the first time. It sounds like it's going to be a physical day as mike houston likes to say yep. and they're uh they're gonna get after it and he likes i still remember uh before fall camp beginning uh he joined uh mike houston joined troy d and i on uh a few days prior and he said once fall camp gets here you know it, it's full speed ahead everybody's gonna be ready because we were talking with uh, nate connor and bryce williams about conditioning tests okay uh, you see them in the nfl yeah. when you start training camp and they used to be at the beginning of fall camp for ECU. We were one. I wonder if like Big John handled that maybe before fall camp, because it sounds like from the get go that Wednesday they were full speed ahead with all their players. And you heard him there say uh, he likes the uh, what the fire in the belly. Yep. Maybe didn't have it when he got here, but they have it now. And uh, boy, uh, it's gonna be some pads popping on uh, Tuesday. There is. Sorry. Um, and, uh, yeah, again, it was interesting because they referenced today some guys handled the heat well, some kind of rose. It sounded like the veteran players, which is typical, were able to handle it. Some of the younger guys they were disappointed with or had some struggles with the heat and whatnot. Then you're going to throw on full pads tomorrow morning. And it's always fun. I've also heard the beginning of practice they're going to do a lot of that stuff, as he Coach Houston referenced. So we'll get to get out there and have some photos and videos and stuff. Um to see that and record it and watch it and see how it goes um they're gonna do you know the drill they're gonna have the two the guys line up they're gonna have the inside run or whatever mm -hmm. it is you know the drills where you're gonna have some contact and guys going at each other uh so i'm looking forward to it and i think it honestly if you view today as like a turning point in camp tomorrow kind of marks the because some guys we know this from all sports even when we were kids or whatever some guys look great when there's not full contact or you're in shorts and others look better when you put full pads on you know it's like a combine versus a real game type situation so matt saracen was talking about that last night with the uh, new Friday quarterback they got in season three Voodoo? nah i'm in season Ooh. three uh, uh you don't have voodoo yet voodoo was season one. Oh, was he yeah okay uh but he's like yeah oh, uh, the hey kid, throw it 70 uh, yards but nobody was chasing you. after him anybody can look good when nobody's chasing after What's you the, kid's name? the blonde kid, jd the or big, something yep jd yeah i got you um but what no to matt saracen's point and to ronnie's point <laughs> it does kind of it's almost like this was uh pre-fall camp everything yeah. leading up to uh change. tomorrow and some guys who don't look great in shorts are gonna look different tomorrow and make True. some play especially on defense i think um in the next few days so I think it was Dallas, which we might get to. He said this is a, a what a huge week or something. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is a very yeah. important week, or this is a critical week for this team and for players. So you can sense things are turning a little bit. They're off the first. At Coach Kirkpatrick, Donnie Kirkpatrick mentioned 
the first five days is designed for install basically learn mm-hmm. the plays playbook on both sides and it sounds like after that which this was the fifth day things are gonna kind of turn and, and amp up a little bit so i'm excited for tomorrow morning My, mike houston uh has mentioned demetrius mooney a few times and i'm trying is he saying like he's a guy that just wants to go hit everybody yeah like is that's to to get so out. you're talking yeah. about guys putting the pads on and who's going to stand out you know I'm sure Demetrius Mooney's excited. It'll be his first opportunity yeah. to go out and really uh, show what he can do as a defensive player. But I've heard uh, his name come up quite a bit. I don't know yeah. what that means. Maybe he could be like a badass special teams guy yeah. on Kick coverage. Yep. Um, but uh, I, I do like the the linebackers, obviously, with Bruce and uh, and Ram Sewer, and you can throw Jaira Wilson in there. But Xavier Smith has gone from a guy they threw over at tight end when Scotty Montgomery was here because he's a good athlete to now you know the team's leading tackler maybe most important linebacker and they're asking him to do multiple things play an inside linebacker and rush end as well coach houston talked about that this is cut four sure yeah he's, he's handling both uh he's a smart player he's a veteran guy he's played a lot of football he does a lot of things instinctively out there at the at the rush position so <clears throat> it's really really good uh you know we do have depth and experience at inside linebacker. And, you know, the, our goal is to get as many of those, you know, as many of the top players on the field together all at once. And so this allows us to do that. It also gives us a really good athlete out there. Um, you know, I, I, he and Jeremy, I like that tandem out there. And then he can always step inside and play Will. I mean, he's an all-conference player at inside linebacker. Yeah, and Ronnie, is this – is this not good that they have to put Xavier Smith there because they can't find somebody else to do it? Or is it a good thing to say, hey, let's move one of our biggest weapons here because we're we're stacked at linebacker. We have another guy that can play great at linebacker. I don't know if I should take this as a positive or a negative I that think, Xavier's having to do both. I think it's one of those things. I think it's tied first to Aaron Ramsor a little bit um, and maybe Gerard Stringer to some extent. I think it's just, okay – if you take the secondary out of it of Ford, McMillan, and uh, Powell, yeah, Powell, Saba, Dorso, like if you look at the front seven or whatever, the linemen and linebackers, they're trying to get the best, whatever it is, six, seven players right. to play. So if you're better with Ramsour playing inside linebacker and Smith on the outside, yeah. then Ramsour's on the sideline. And Smith in the inside, and then you, that means there's a defensive end, Jeremy up front, Lewis, whoever it might be. Yeah, so at the Russian, I think that's what, and I think that's what that means. And Gerard Stringer is a guy that uh, Blake Harrell said today is pushing Jaira Wilson a little bit, which is great. So, I remember that was Stringer's yeah. spot until Stringer's spot until he got hurt. Yep, and Jaira played, I think, uh, great last he year. He was great. Yeah, and now you've got both of those guys healthy, which is a a good thing we'll talk more about the depth in a moment tim dowse answered a question about depth but yeah you're right you want to get but you want to get your best football players on the field but they also have to know what they're doing and xavier smith is an intelligent guy on and off the field so he can be trusted with all that and that's usually what happens if you have an older guy hey let's let's shift you around a little bit and if that doesn't work or somebody else gets hurt or whatever you can go back to where you were and adjust. Yeah. See, there's a there's a big trust factor there, and I think they they want to do that with him. And if it opens up another position, or, or maybe hides another position where the, it, they think it could be a weakness, or they can Smith can help that, then it makes sense. But yeah, I think there's gonna be in the end a lot of different kind of combinations up front because they don't have 
you know, C.J. Wilson isn't walking through the door and, and Marcus Hands or whatever. They're trying to figure out what the combination is. <laughs> Marcus to, uh, Hands? What, Linville Joseph? I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, there are other names you could say before Marcus Hands. but I liked Hands. He was cool. No, he was fine. Uh, it was just... Uh, an interesting name to bring up like before Linville, Scotty yes. Robinson, and Jay Ross, and those guys. Even Zach Slate. Oh, really? Zach Slate was a playmaker. I'm taking hands over Slate, though. All right. We might have to go to like Tom McClellan on that one. Well, let's talk. What? Ask him the better player? Stats. Dude, oh, you want to bring the stats up? I still remember a Slate. Give an interception against Virginia I think at did. home. You're right. That is the you're play probably right when I kind of think about it. He was he nah. Was he was that. hustle effort. He Hands was. had the uh, the, the, the skills. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's talk about what everybody wants to hear about the kicker competition. Yeah. Uh, Tim Douse talked about that earlier today. Shirley, Tim Douse won. It was good. I mean, they're they're going to have to bring it to every single day. I think we brought some talented kids in there. I see Slade and Liam battling it. Uh, Slade Roy is extremely talented. So Liam left the spring, did a nice job, and Slade's going to push him every day. So that, that's going to that's gonna be a neck and neck every day, no snaps off. They're doing a really good job. We're not short on talent. Same with the kicking position. <clears throat> Owen, I was confident in coming out of spring, really a solid field goal kicker. Um, I think, you know, we're looking for someone with a big leg on kickoff, but uh, confident in Owen, what he can do in field goals. But we brought in two really good freshmen. Lath can really boom the ball. Uh, and then Carson, I think he's kind of been a really pleasant surprise. I mean, we rotate him every single kick at the end of practice today. So uh, we're not short on talent. So we're going to be okay. The three deep is pretty darn good right there. Lath is a cool name. So I'm not rooting for anybody in particular, but I, I like the name. Uh, Ronnie asked, how long does this competition go on? Is this something you want settled in the preseason? Is it Could it be week to week during the regular season? Here is Tim Dow's response. I would love it if they, we just go through and say, okay, oh, we got to make a decision. There's three really good kickers. That would be a great world that Coach and I would have to make a decision as we got closer. I'm not eager. They know you know, the competition is being the best version of themselves every single day. So timeline, I'm not concerned about it right now after practice, what, five today or whatever it was. So we'll work through the week. We'll do some scrimmage and situations and put some things on the line as we get closer to the game day. But, you know, if we had three great kickers, that would be a great problem to have. Tim Douse is like busting at the seams for a football game. Yeah. I remember the first time I had him on the show, I didn't even realize it until I was talking to him that he hasn't coached the game since 2019 because where he was did not have a uh, fall yeah. season. And then he was hired to East Carolina. So, like, Ronnie, he's been waiting. You know, he's gonna. It's gonna be on almost two years. Yeah. Before he coached the game, you could hear it in his voice too, how amped up he is. Uh, he was asked uh, what he wants to accomplish at practice uh, the next few weeks. I want to solidify, you know, that snapping position because I think there's some consistency and confidence that would go along with that. But now we got to get the rest of the situations in and the coverage teams and make sure when we punt that ball because I think we got some good punters. We make sure we cover it correctly and do a good job and get that thing on the ground. Same with the kickoff. You know, if we don't have Verity putting it through the back of the end zone, well, I'll be darned. We got to make sure we have the right guys doing the right things on the kickoff team. And I think the skill level is getting better and better every day. And we got those. We got the ability to do that. You know, same with punt return. They got their shot at it today, and we know we got a good return man, but we got to give them space. So we got a lot of things to check off along the box as we install those teams and figure out who are those right guys getting them in those situations and letting our good players make plays. All right, there is Tim Douse. Let's take another timeout. We'll come back. We'll hear more as uh, he talks about 
the depth of the team and how that affects special teams. Also, he'll talk rush ins and defensive ends. And Mike Houston asked Tim Doust his thoughts on Texas barbecue versus North Carolina barbecue. You'll hear that when we return on Pirate Radio Live. More with Ronnie Woodward after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, come out to Granger Stadium this season and cheer on your Downey's Wood Ducks. Get your tickets now at woodducksbaseball.com or give them a call at 686-5164. We'll see you at Granger Stadium for Wood Ducks Baseball all season long. Go Woodies! Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Clip Brock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. Coming up at 5, Troy D will be alongside Corey Scott, head coach of the Greenville Little League All-Star team, will be on as uh, they will go over the details and the facts about why they were uh, sent home from the Southeast Regional in Warner Robins, Georgia. They were in the winner's bracket looking good. But COVID test, apparently a false positive. We'll have the details coming up at 5 o'clock on that. We are talking pirate football. And uh, we'll have some Donnie Kirkpatrick audio and Blake Harrell audio for you Tuesday. But you can watch the uh, video right now if you go to YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV. We have the entire press conferences with the coordinators, Harrell and Kirkpatrick from earlier today. Also, Tim Doust and Mike Houston there as well. We were hearing from Coach Doust before we took a timeout. And, Ronnie, one thing we hear about this team, seems like we've always had depth at at wide receiver, but we finally have it at positions that that matter. Uh, When you look at your lines, your, your secondary, your linebackers, and when you talk about the defensive side of the ball, a lot of that spills over into special teams with the coverage units. And Tim Doust was asked how the overall depth of the team has spilled over into special teams. Well, we had a long meeting yesterday, and a lot of coaches were able to speak up. And now, you know, I've been on staffs where times are like, okay, give me a good two deep. Where we're searching for names. You're like, well, he'll fill a spot. Now we're talking about three and four deep and making sure that we get those guys the right reps in practice because we got guys to go out there and do it. And I'm walking off the field today, and three kids grab me. Hey, how can I get on that kickoff team? Well, that's a sign of a good football program going the right direction. So it's been really good. Ronnie, were you you weren't covering the team when Holtz was here, were you? Yeah. You were? Well, I was in school for part of the Holtz era. Okay. But do you remember out of school when the beginning part, yeah. Do you remember the um when he had the dirty dozen he called it on special teams? I do to some extent. And yeah. like they were they were so deep and so good defensively that they could put backups in at special teams and it was, you know, another strength of the team. Yeah. And now uh hopefully we're getting closer to that with this mike houston football team where he can have really quality guys in at special teams and doesn't necessarily have to play the starters there or guys that aren't ready there can play quality football players there i liked the the best part of that was the three guys coming off the field saying hey how can i get the kickoff i mean that like his his kind of uh 
it, what I'm trying to how to describe it. So a lot of times the antidote is better than the other part. Like his lead up of like, well, we have guys that figuring this out, and then all he needed to say was just the anecdote of, yeah, yeah I was coming off practice and three guys said, hey, how can I get on the kickoff team? Like that shows that those guys realize, hey, I'm probably not a starter or whatever, but if I can go do that and be good at it, I want to do it. And he's right. That's the sign. I bet one of those guys was Mooney. I know. We got to figure out. And the fact that you said Mooney earlier, I was like, man, he'd be a great kickoff cover. Uh, yeah. He's fast. Flying around. He played running back. He could be a star. If he could tackle. Yeah. Punt, you know, like, I guarantee he's involved in some special team stuff. Like, he's a great special teams tackler probably right now. Well, so. also, and I think of Zeke Bigger in particular, but during that time, kind of Holtz, end of Holtz, early rough, you would have the next – big time great linebacker on special teams yep and i remember i heard the name zeke bigger before he became a starter because a he had a cool name so every time they said it you would recognize it but he was one of those special teams demons that eventually became you know a guy you counted on as a starter so yep who uh who's next in line for that we shall see all right let's hear uh, cut five surely he gave an update on the rush ends and defensive ends well, I, I think the sun brought out a lot, a lot of habits today, right? We have the first real test of fall camp was today, and uh, we we got some growth to do. We got some growth to do. We got to win mentally. I'd like to see a better performance than what we did today. Um, I think we're developing a solid depth in the rush position with Xavier Smith being able to play rush and Will Backer. Jeremy Lewis is feeling good. Uh, and Chad Stevens had a tremendous summer. Uh, and has really come along. I'm really proud of the way he's worked in the summer, and it shows right now over there. Uh, to the end, you know, we've got Rick DeBrew moving in and out. Rick's a dynamic defensive lineman wherever we put him, and we're going to make sure he's on the football field. Manny Hickman had a very good spring and built on that in the summer. Uh, we got to get develop some depth behind him. So uh, there's a little bit of depth that we got to get going at the end position. Kareem Stinson, you know, Teron Freshwater, they, they got they to gotta get going this week. This is a huge, huge week for our football program, especially, you know, at, in my room. A huge week for the football program. Huge, like that sounds week. like uh, high stakes, Ronnie. Like yeah. they're not just out there practicing. Like this next week is important for the program. He says, and uh, and he did also say something you alluded to there at the beginning. Um, the the weather showed uh, brought out some bad habits from some guys that maybe weren't ready to fight the Eastern North Carolina heat earlier today. It's like the anti Iverson AI. He likes practice. He doesn't like practice. And they're like, practice is important. (laughs) Making moves. Well said, Ronnie Woodward. You're the best in the game. I mean, I'm just saying. All right, a fun moment, I guess. Ronnie, what was the setup here? So why was Mike Houston in the room while Tim Doust was talking? So it was interesting, and honestly, this threw me off, and I don't know anybody else in the room, but we were supposed to get coordinators today. And when you hear that, what do you think? Like, oh, coordinators doing interviews offense and defense, donnie and blake right? yeah mostly but donnie tim douse comes in and i had not gonna lie i had to look at my phone and he's a special teams coordinator i show a little respect no i just i was like oh the, you don't think i don't know it, i know i'm with you. you know like we didn't, in years past when the coordinators two, were available yeah it was offense and defense so i think it kind of threw everybody off so, so coach houston was like oh hold on like he's going you know douse is going first i'm gonna sit on this one i got i got a question so Mike Houston was sitting there, and then Donnie was kind of mad—not not mad, but like playfully mad. Like, you know, we're starting with the kickoff guy, or you know, like something about the kickoff. We're talking about the kickoff team. This is taking too long. Donnie, of all people, is talking about how long it takes. And we be talking about the offense. Yeah, we always get him last. 
because um, he does take so long, which is great. But uh, I forget where I was going with that. But, yeah, Mike Houston was about to leave. And he's like, y'all have fun with the coordinators. And then Doust walked in. And I was like, well, he's not a coordinator. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he is. He's special teams coordinator. And he's like, I'm going to sit down. And Doust was pretty good. It was went really well. And then Houston had some fun at the end. Here is Mike Houston asking Tim Doust about North Carolina v. Texas barbecue. You've been in Texas the last uh, you know year two or so. years, yeah. So Texas barbecue or Eastern North Carolina barbecue? Well, Ooh. I know I'm not shy from either one, as you can see. Which that's a great question, really. I would play the fifth on this one right here. Uh, <laughs> oh, when in Rome, because, I mean, it's hard to come out by Sound like the South Park mob there at the end, but uh, so two things. Tim Dallas could have easily said North Carolina because he's in North Carolina, living in North Carolina, coaching in North Carolina. He probably should have just to get the the locals on his side. But to his credit, he he didn't want to pander. Yeah, he wanted to give his honest. He, he wasn't ready to give a I full blown honest opinion there. A he, statement. He would have had an answer if he went to lunch with us today. That is true. Parker's was banging, mixing the cue with the slaw. Yep. Mm. Exactly. What a play. I thought about this after the two. Like Texas is different. I'm sure y'all know too. Like it's hard to compare the two. Like when we went to Lubbock for the super regional in baseball. Lubos. Lubbock, <laughs> Texas. Shirley, do we still have that? Do we have still have what? Sorry. I'm actually Lubos. making fun of myself. What? I don't know. If we still Lubos. have that. You know, nope, we don't Texas have that anymore. Tech plays. Oh no, I don't. I was that. impersonating uh, Mike Oresco uh, uh, a few weeks ago, and I said Lubos <laughs> instead of Lubbock, and Lubbock. I meant Lubbock, but I, for some reason I said Lubos. Lubos. So Ronnie went to Lubos. Well, what was what was the one canoe? That was that was when you were not here. Cano? Is that what you pronounced yeah, it as? Robinson Cano. <laughs> Get a ride in a Cano. All right, anyway, you went to Lubos and what? I did. And what happened? The best steak that I've ever had, hands down. A Texas steak. It's so good. Easily best steak I've ever had. But me and I go, the first meal we went to during that trip was a barbecue place. And I think I go ordered barbecue, actually. And it wasn't barbecue like it wasn't what we were used to and i'm like yeah man we're in like west south texas so help me out is it like brisket or like what it's not yeah. like, it's Smoky. not pulled it's like pork beef. is it no it's yeah. like beef uh tenders kind of mm-hmm. and i don't think it was brisket because brisket was an actual option mm. it just said barbecue but it was not like pulled was not pork it was definitely beef of some kind and he was like what is this and i'm like yeah man you can't order barbecue in texas like it's a beef thing. I goes one of he probably goes to Bojangles and orders barbecue, <laughs> or like goes so, to Subway and it's the barbecue sub. It's a different. It's a different deal. <laughs> for I get sure. a barbecue sub. What makes Texas barbecue different? Most of the flavor comes from the fat. It's uh, all like beef based. There's no pork. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to do more uh, research on this. Um, beef brisket. Yep. Pork ribs and sausage are among the most commonly known dishes. There's no like Texas pulled cuisine. pork. Yeah. So it said barbecue, but it, it, to them that doesn't mean pulled pork. I think it just means beef, like brisket or whatever. Like he was like, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. But he was expecting the pulled pork, and I was like, nah, man. I think I got sausage or something. But the steak was legit. If you're in Lubos, get the steak. I remember. I don't know what place it was. 
It was a local place of some kind. It wasn't obviously like Longhorn. Oh, was it uh, Golden Corral? (laughs) It was was absolutely amazing. It was was, uh, a Waffle House, I think it was called. Great steak. So I'll say the barbecue is North Carolina easily. All right, Ronnie's going uh, North Carolina. Raise up. But if you want to go just meats, it's tough. Texas is good. I tell you what. She just played to put some ranch on it. I would put some ranch. I would on. love to be at his media day. Perry Owens. We're gonna uh, uh, Washington head coach. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we're gonna get him on the show to preview their season here in the next, uh, if not this week, next Pan week. Pack. Awesome. So uh, yeah, they got a running back that's going to Duke. Really? Picked Duke over ECU, I believe, in the last like month or so. Hmm. The Pam will go pack. Ronnie, thanks for hanging out. You got it. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Next week, sometime. And uh, make sure you follow Ronnie on Twitter at RonnieW11. He'll be there uh, tomorrow, maybe with yeah. some uh, some pad popping updates. That's the plan. Good deal. I think 9.30 they start. I'll be out there. All right, let's uh, take a time out. We'll come back. We will wrap up hour number two of Pirate Radio Live. Coming up, hour three, Troy D will be alongside Corey Scott, head coach of the Greenville Little League All-Stars. We'll talk about their dismissal from the Southeastern Regional, what all went into that, and... Uh, What's next uh, for that and that story is seems to be a, a lot more behind the scenes going on. Uh, so, Corey Scott, we'll talk about that coming up in hour three of today's show. We'll wrap up hour two when we return after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. University PC Care are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Wrapping up Hour 2 of the program. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Troy D. alongside. Hello, Troy. Hello, Clip. Good to see you, my friend. Great to be here on a Monday. Talked a lot of Pirate football, some high school football. I've enjoyed the show so far. The, the Big Carolina Conference. Yeah, I like the Named Big Coastal. Named by Coast- Big Brian Bailey. I like the Big Coastal Conference. I kind of thought that was kind of cool. Should have gone there. The the BCC. Big Coastal Conference? Yeah. I'm not a fan of the Big well, Carolina Conference. it's still the BCC. Conference. I know it is, but that's what I'm going to call it, the BCC. All right, the BCC. Who's yeah. the beast of the BCC? There's something else you're talking about. Oh, the dreams. I had. It's funny y'all mentioned this. I had a dream that I got interrupted by, and it was like, I need to finish this dream. I felt the same way you did, Chandler. I ended up like going back to bed to finish the dream. Were that you is, able to finish it? I can't remember, but I do try that. That's sometimes really I think I can, do. and sometimes yeah. I can't. But I'm like, if I if I if I don't wake up fully, I feel I can go right back into it. That's but tough. it makes me so mad if you're in the middle of like a good dream, you want to see how it's going to end. Yeah. And I've been dreaming really vivid lately, like in full color, like just very vivid dreams lately. About what? um this i had some weird one the other week about uh i found all my old art from my school of art days and i was going through like a portfolio and it was like full color art that i was looking at 
Hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get to the serious stuff, yeah. question for you and Corey Scott, who joins us here in the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, and Corey, you can. Uh, Good to see you, Corey. I was going to save you for uh, the big show at five o'clock. So don't talk too much right now. This is the pre pregame to the big show. Thanks for having me on, guys. What's yeah. the what's the difference between the big show and the other two? Well, I meant hours? like his formal introduction, and because we've been promoting, he's coming on at five o'clock in hour three. So I don't want to do too much right now for people that might be tuning in at hour three. I think he's saying you're like second in line, Clip. That's he's not saying what I'm that saying. if Troy's not here, that's not nothing we do matters. Is exactly that's, what he's that's saying. what you're inferring. That's not what I'm saying. So I was so excited when I heard Mike Houston say what I thought he said until I realized that he probably didn't say what I thought he said. He's talking about Bailey Malovic, who was a tall, skinny tackle last year, but he's put on some weight this offseason. He's almost up to 300 pounds. He's transformed his body. I thought he was saying, you got to have some ass to you, but it could be you got to have some mass to you. So, Corey, I want you to listen. Troy D., you've already heard it, but you listen. All right, I'm going to listen carefully. Shirley, let's hit it. You know, you're going to get tossed around pretty good in this league if you don't have some ass to you. Now all I can hear is mass. There's no way Coach is saying ass at a press conference. He's got well, to say ass. That, that's definitely – I think it's definitely ass. Hey, team 100%, ass. 100% <laughs> mass it's with an M. It's two little butt cheeks. It's mass with an M. He's saying mass. He's I, got some mass to him. He's not – the coach is not talking about ass to him. I definitely think There's he would no say ass. There's no way he's talking about ass. But that is a phrase. You got some ass to you. I'm not debating that. I'm saying Coach in a press conference format would not say that. I don't know. Well, play it one more time, Shirley, and crank it up. You know, you're going to get tossed around pretty good in this league if you don't have some ass to you. If Matt, Corey's ass, hearing ass, I'm hearing ass. <laughs> Man, you got to get your ears checked. Well, you know, as a coach. Look, you've had I, a rough weekend. I don't know if hey. this guy can even judge this fairly right now. He's, Speaking of ass, I know a few. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's a great way to send it into hour three. Let's yeah. wrap up hour two. We got Corey Scott here and uh, going to talk about, well, everything. Yeah, we're going to. Uh, I really think it's time to blow the lid off of what happened over the weekend because you guys, it's not just Greenville. Uh, I think it's four teams now that have absolutely gotten hosed by Greenville, not by Greenville, by Little League International. Their policies, the way they've done things, it's just completely unfair and i think corrupt almost the way they've operated i want to get your reaction to it you shouldn't even be here right now you guys should be winning the championship in warner robbins you're back in greenville we're going to talk we're going to expose the corruption of little league really what's happened it's a shame we're going to go into it with detail Corey scott the head coach is here we'll if you don't know what's going on we're going to explain it to you because i think this is a major story Corey. yeah it is you know um I'm not going to promise you I'm not going to cry. Yeah. So well, I'm not going to promise you I'm not going to cry. So we'll, we'll be back. Clip, get the tissues ready. Corey Scott, we're talking the uh, Little League scandal. We return right after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $1,000 in a month, and you can save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock, Troy D., and Corey Scott in the Pirate Radio Studios. We had a great chat with Corey Friday at 5 o'clock, and talked about greenville little league all-stars win down in warner robbins georgia we were planning on watching uh cory and the kids play tonight but he is joining us yeah. and how did why are we here right now we're going to talk about that yeah. in the next hour i was hoping maybe we'd hook up with cory on the phone on the verge of a, a championship again and i'm frankly i'm disgusted that we have to have you in studio that you're back in greenville but first of all thank you for your time i appreciate it I, and let me say this i know it takes some courage to come on today to talk about this because there are some folks that want this just to go away and sweep it under the rug and don't want you to talk about it don't want any of the parents to talk about it and just want this to disappear so let me thank you for having the courage to come on to discuss what we're getting ready to talk about and what you're getting ready to talk about thanks so much um let's take it from the beginning at least from the weekend you guys for folks that don't know you're the coach of the green ball star team that um won the 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 state championship and you 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 went on to the southeast regionals and you won the first game i think you beat the number one seed if i'm not mistaken yeah and you were scheduled to play saturday take us to uh before y'all were getting ready for the game what what happened so uh you know we played friday we played a great game and uh it was on espn plus uh bases loaded bottom you know top of the sixth we we actually walk a run in great managerial call by Corey scott <laughs> and uh you know we ended up winning that game it was very emotional you know we uh the kids pulled together and it just they did what they do you know they won yeah. and uh saturday we're in the hotel room barry roman and myself uh going over the lineup arguing of course because that's what we do uh who's gonna start who's not who 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 should we should put on the mound we decided we're sitting there and my phone rings williamsport and i looked at barry and i said i'm not answering it he said you got to and roman said just just answer it man and get it over with spam voicemail i said i'm not answering it and he said man you gotta I answered the phone. Dan, the representative from Little League International, says, Mr. Scott, I'm sorry to say that you're, I have a positive COVID test and you need to leave the hotel immediately. And, and so they put you up at the La Quinta, correct? No, we were at the Hampton Inn. Hampton Inn. Okay, another With team was at the La Quinta, I guess. Every, all of our teams were at the Hampton Inn every team okay this was a different region I saw yeah yeah it's a different region about that hotel but all right so you had every team at the hampton inn yes all of us together uh you know as i look back the the protocol that they have is 
you know, you wear your mask, you stay in your pod, you you're not allowed to do this and you're not allowed to do that. But we wake up every morning in a hotel with continental breakfast, sharing it with teams. You know, getting, other people are at the hotel. Oh yeah, there, there's babies they aren't affiliated with babies crying and two doors down from our from our room. Roman, it, it still gets. So it's not to a Roman. true bubble. It's just they have you in one hotel. Right. They're All just right. they're want us to perceive that we're in a bubble. Well, let me let me go back not. a little bit further. You played the whole season. You won the the city championship. Was there any testing done? Never. This season. Never. So not one kid was tested during the season. You went on to win the state championship in the official tournament. Was any testing done in the state championship? No, no. So we, you get, you get to the Southeast Regional, and they're testing you guys like every other bon- day, like bonkers. Every other day. So and now this is a, a what is it? It's called a you know saliva spit test. What what is the like test they're doing? Because I've talked to some doctors about this that are involved in COVID testing, and they said this is the least reliable of the tests. So it, it it's a spit test, which. You know, I've taken several tests. I've gotten my vaccination, and never have I ever done a spit test before. Mm-hmm. They have us all doing a spit test where you spit in a vial, and the man is handing it with no gloves. Mm-hmm. He's got a mask on, but we we actually sat in the lobby when we got to the hotel. All of our stuff, because we chartered the bus, thanks to donors in Greenville. So we got to charter a bus. We put all the stuff off the bus into the lobby with another team as they sat in the room that you know we went into the, to do this testing. Before they were even out, they were asking us to come in. The other team, they, they don't, you know, if they say they've got us in this bubble. We're not allowed to do anything, but here we are they didn't wipe any chairs down they didn't wipe any table they got a guy handing you a vial with no gloves on you know uh and and i don't want it to make it seem like little league is 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 the devil but I, I my perception has really changed you know i've coached this league for 11 years I, i've loved and and hugged and from january to august is little league is part of my life you mm. know and my son is 12 years old this year and we finally fought for all this dream and they're asking us to be in this bubble but they're really not putting us in a bubble right. i got a family that has a baby crying it's kind of they, they say one thing with their paper policies but the reality is they don't live absolutely up to it. let's get back to the test so you get a call you guys have tested positive i would think all right well if it's only one case Worst case scenario, you isolate that kid and the team goes on in place. Yeah. But what y'all found out was he did not have COVID. He retested the kid multiple times. Three times. And it came back as a false positive, which that does happen often with these tests. The problem is Little League has no procedure and no format for a retest. None. They just go, they'll take a false positive. That's it. You're done. And now this has affected not only Greenville, North Carolina, but I understand Tulsa. Oklahoma's insane. They had a false positive with a, with a coach who's yeah. a medical doctor. Yeah, he's a surgeon. Uh, this happened to a team in Texas and I believe Mississippi and Alaska. Is that right? That's correct. That These are false positives, but they have kicked these teams out of the tournament at almost the highest level. Yeah. So when when I got the call, you know, immediately, I, of course, I, the, the crier that I am, I started to cry to the guy. I said, look, let me just take this kid to a facility 
and get another test. Let's right. let's be sure. Right, sure. Before I have to tell these kids that I love like my own that they have to go home. Sounds reasonable. You why, know, and why, he, what if they want that? He said, "No. You immediately have to get out of the hotel." And I had to bring those kids into that my room and tell them that they had to go home because of COVID. And so that little league officials don't have the guts to do it themselves. Well, they want you to do it. I guess. I, I, Troy, Clip, I tell you, it's the worst thing that I've ever had to do was to look those boys in the face and have them cry with us in that room. So I called, called him back, Dan. And I said, Dan, I said, just do me a favor. Don't ever call another coach and make him do this. If you want this done, you do it. You walk yourself into that hotel room and you tell those kids because I don't ever want a coach to have to feel what I felt and Barry and Roman what we felt. It was horrible. I think the problem is twofold. One, their policy is garbage, that there's no way to retest when things like this happen, when it's a false positive, that there was no way to fix a wrong, so to speak. Number two, then the way they handle it and literally throw you guys out on the streets. Yeah. They immediately kicked you guys out of the hotel. The parents weren't there. Um, they don't they're they're they am i wrong about that they literally threw you guys out of the hotel onto the streets we had to call our parents who were staying at the marriott two miles down the road and they sat outside and waited for us to come down they they could not come into the hotel room and you know i i told all the kids that we have to pack up immediately and leave and i go to their rooms all crying all just don't know don't understand what's going on they're 12 year old kids and we had to get in the elevator go downstairs to our parents and it was like it, it it's as close to the feeling of a death in our family and and that's what we are Th- these these kids are family you yeah know? and well and, and let's be honest Corey. you guys had an amazing team uh and and the dream to go to williamsport is any kid that plays little league baseball that's the ultimate goal that's the dream you guys haven't lost a team you haven't lost a game in the we, tournament and a lot of these kids hadn't lost a game in their career in postseason yeah. correct we've we lost we, we we won the tournament state champions with their 10 last year of course COVID was shut us down it didn't shut greenville little league down it shut Little League down. Right. We played. We played North State. We won. We won every game in the districts this year. We won every game in the states this year. And we were 1-0 in, in Warner Robins. Two wins away from going to the Little League World Series. Tonight would be on ESPN2. You're going to watch Florida, who we played on Saturday, and Georgia. And the, the bad part, the thing that hurts the most is – there's i'm not just saying this because it's our team and my kids we're the best team there little league world series is going to have an asterisk beside it whoever wins it if they have it because the best team's not there so you guys were kicked out of the tournament for something that didn't happen for a mistake that was made on their watch this happened with other teams too that are just as disgusted I, i've the, seen the other tulsa, coaches. tulsa oklahoma coach the coach tested positive they sent those kids home He's a surgeon. He gets tested every other day in the medical field. And he goes, just like our kid has been tested three times, negative. All three times, negative. 
the system's broken. Bailey said it earlier. It was almost set up to fail, basically. Well, I, you know, the, I, I I think I text you that there's a, a a mathematical statistic out there. Statistics is what this is based on. Their protocol is based on 99.8% accuracy. Not 100%, 99.8% accuracy. You got 64 teams playing in this tournament, you know? Uh 15 tests per team times eight teams times eight regions, you know, times two tests is 1,920 tests. Okay? 1,920 tests. Four teams went home. That's 0.2% so of it, the amount. It actually lives up to the So stats. So really, I mean, really what we should have said when we had our Zoom call with, with Little League is congratulations, you won your state tournament. Four of you are going home for false positive because our protocol says that 99.8% of our our tests are accurate, but that means four of your 64 teams. You want to pick a name out of a hat now, or you want to go through the. I talked to uh, Dr. Greg Davis earlier today, whose kid is on the team and who is a medical doctor. And he said he asked a question on the Zoom call, medical related question. They did not answer. Not only that, they edited his question out of the. I guess the replay. Yeah, they left him out. I mean, what? How? To me, corrupt is that that they're now editing these things to try and take that stuff out of it. I, I, I feel this is cr- almost criminal what they did to you guys. Well, this this is this is this is reality. Okay, the perception of Little League is that it's about the kids. Little League is it? it I told you this earlier. It's honestly the last thing on earth that i thought was pure you know i mean there's a lot of things in this world and little league is supposed to be about the kids and when that guy called me dan and said you have to leave immediately and i begged and cried and pleaded for him to please please let us get another test just let me make sure that we're 100 percent before you send these kids home and he said nope go home now I will say this. I think you and the coaches here in Greenville and the volunteers, their intentions are pure. And it is about the kids here. I feel at the corporate level, at the Little League International level, I do think it's almost corrupt. It's disgusting to me. What I've, and I don't have a kid on the team. And the more I've learned about this, the more sickened I am by this. And I am friends with you guys. And I have a lot of friends and families on the team. And I've taken it personal, just as every, anyone that's from Greenville would have taken this personal. Um, that they did this to us what legal recourse because i feel you have recourse in this we've talked about this i want people to know that a lot of folks as i said there are some folks that just hope this goes away involved with with the little league folks might just go oh don't say anything Corey. don't make us look bad but you're you know kind of pulling the curtain back a little bit to see what really has gone on here what legal recourse do you feel this team and other teams have that have been wronged in this situation. Uh, I mean, of course, we can we can file a lawsuit. We can we can fight in the court system about our kids' injustice. But is that the action that the parents want to take? Of course, our kids are devastated. Our kids have got to live with this for the rest of our lives. But is this something that we really want to do to all the other kids in this? in this league in this world is is to shut little league down it, it i don't ever want 
anyone to have to go through what our kids went through ever ever it's the toughest thing ever you know and and i go and it's a lot harder on our parents on our coaches on our league to be sent home you know um but as the kids they're strong man they're they're my son called me yesterday and said dad i said what son he said did you sign me up for football you know it's it's something that they'll be able to get over they but, won't get over it when they're our age but i will say this is why you have a court system that is used every day yeah. when people are wronged and i'm hearing that some of the other teams in leagues that are backing those teams i know greenville little league isn't backing you guys right. as, as an organization but the other leagues and commissioners are backing tulsa mississippi and texas leagues and are, i've heard are that filing the, a suit they're, they're, they're filing a suit against little league would you guys be a part of that personally yes uh league wise no it's something greenville little league is not going to back they got the world series here you know they they got the little league world series softball here they're not going to do but the other teams are going forward with a temporary trying to get a temporary restraining order if they're successful would that include you guys as something personally yes i will back i will personally back it uh greenville little league no uh why 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 would I want to make a decision that's going to economically affect Greenville, the city I live in, the city that I love, the city I came to in 1995 and said I'm never going home? I love, I've, I love Greenville. I love East Carolina. I love all these supporters that have just supported us every single year. I've coached All Stars. They've, Greenville has just been 100% backing it. You know why would I want to do? anything to affect the economic financial backing that it's going to have on our, our on our city on our families on our kids will i personally yes i i'm disgusted disgusted with with the actions that the way they handled it the way they're still handling it i i, I don't know if i told you you know we have a book that we had to turn into warner robbins that has birth certificates and phone bills and stuff you know to to accredit the kids that are there and when i called they they emailed me and said they were going to mail it to us and i said why are my assistant coach can he can he just come by and pick it up and he emailed me back and said yeah it's, it's going to be at the gate we'll leave it at the gate for you like we're criminals like we've done something wrong you know and no one has called the kid no one has called me no one has called our coaches no one has called our families to say hey we're so sorry what happened to you no one they don't they don't care they do not care about us they're or moving these, on to florida you, and you feel all they, they care about is putting on a product for espn yeah. that's, that's all that matters that's all that matters as long as the they product, have some teams that can play the product that they give to espn to pay their money it has nothing to do with our children. It has nothing to do with who the best team is. No, because the best team's in Greenville right now, I can promise you. The, I, I do want to talk about this lawsuit because t- time is of the essence. If this goes forward with uh, the Tulsa-Oklahoma team, how quickly can they get a tempor- temporary restraining uh, they're, order they're, filed and judged on? We have an attorney here in Greenville that's that's uh, you know been, been discussing, had an av- actual conference call with them yesterday with tulsa with with texas and mississippi and pennsylvania 
you know so they're filing an injunction this week this week is going to be filed against little league and as it should be you know um and little league should have had the bad thing here's the bad thing on the they sent us an email congratulations you won your state tournament we can't wait to see you at southeast regional testing protocols mitigation all of that it's on it's written on there if you have nine you can play well they didn't give us that option right once again i said worst case scenario even if this kid it wasn't a fault it was a false positive but if it wasn't isolate the kid let every, let the team go on you tell me Troy, why, why wasn't that protocol fo- followed you tell me they, they talk about contract contact tracing they talk about all of this uh, uh protocol type stuff and then how how are we gonna have one kid that kid's been jumping they call him the monkey he's been jumping from bed to bed he's he's in everyone's room he's the life of our party. He was man. in the celebration on TV on Friday. I mean, I'm sure, you right? know, well, uh, yeah. But, but it sounds like they violate their own rules. They don't. Well, Little League International does not follow their own policies. No, they don't. That's and why I think if any judge looked at this and understood the facts of the case, they'd immediately rule in your team and all the other teams' favor, especially the ones that have been false positive like this. If if there's any any dignity to a person that's going to have a child these children in their best interest then the, everything would have been different in Warner Robins well how you going to sit all eight teams we're, I'll tell you we, we were in room I was in room 319 the kids were beside me were 321 317 right beside me was what was Virginia 313 was our kids, 314 was our kids, 316, 318. 317 is Virginia. 312, Virginia. Three they're we're all in the same hotel. I mean, right. if you're gonna tell us to be in a bubble, put us in one. Yeah. Don't tell us you're gonna put us in a bubble, make it perception that you're or perceived by everyone that we're in this bubble and we're sharing forks and knives and tongs at breakfast yeah you know we're flipping the same waffle maker over we're we're sharing the room with 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 other we we ate with every single team i i, I except wish, for alabama we didn't eat with alabama i wish the greenville little league would have your back your guys back i understand the politics of it the bad timing of it with the softball world series which is the same organization by the way it's the same organization that's hosting they, they screw greenville over on one aspect and then they're like oh well, we love greenville over here for the softball right. aspect it is kind of in a sick way ironic so i understand a lot of those folks might be caught in the middle um but i'm not and we're not and i think the community isn't and that's what people need to get behind you guys because i do think this case has legitimate teeth to it and if ruled in your favor if they say look you've got to allow these teams in and they as a make good said well we're going to invite you to Williamsport because we screwed up. Would you go? Yes. 100% I'd go. I know in my heart and these kids and these families, I know that we're the best team in this country, not not in the Southeast. I know we are. And, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. I am sorry, Greenville Little League, that this has happened. But the one thing that hurts the, the most is Coach Corey can't fix this. Coach Corey can't fix this for these kids, man. And I'm supposed to. That's that's what I've done for them since they were six. I fixed it. I fought for them. I fought for them. They fight for me. They fight for us. They fought for this community. They fought for this league. Coach Corey can't fix this. I've had folks ask me, is there more to this than just a bad decision? And I don't want to get all into politics and stuff, but is there something going on that's rotten at the core with this Little League International group that there's more to the story that we don't even know? You know, um, I don't want to think so because I, I want to think that Little League is pure and Little League is is for these kids. But no one from Little League has reached out to us. No one – they don't care about this kid that's got COVID. They don't care about this coach from Tulsa that's got COVID. They don't care about the coach from Mississippi that got COVID. Which, don't, they, which don't they don't have COVID, by the way. They don't. Because it's a false they, positive. All of those teams that have been sent home are testing negative all because of some spit tests that we have to take that no one in America does besides Little League? Why, why did they choose a spit test? If you go to CVS or you go to Walgreens and buy an at-home test, it's a swab. It's not a spit. I, I just I just don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it, and I don't agree with it. And I just know that they have sent teams home these kids, these 12-year-old kids that have dreamed and fought and worked hard to get where we are, they sent us home. Let's take a break. We'll come back. And I, I do want to open, if you'd like to chime in, we can open up the phone lines at 317-1250 if you'd like to uh, talk to uh, Coach Corey or if you have a question, we'll take your calls and comments on this for the remainder of the show too. But uh big story sad story unfortunately this was not the ending we had in store in fact we were all planning to how we were going to cover Williamsport out especially after the dramatic win Friday and uh, just two wins away from the return trip to Williamsport and maybe look maybe with the right lawyers and the right judicial case as things are still in play we should say with other teams that, that hopefully that could Greenville could fall under that umbrella because uh, these other teams are fighting, and they're mad as hell, too, because they've been wronged. Maybe it's not over yet. You know, so. I, just, I just wish they would have learned something from NC State and those guys, you know. Something would have been different. And, and, and the thing, Troy, that kills me is if it's about the kids, give us every chance to stay. Give us every chance to play. They didn't. And follow your own rules and protocols and fix the ones that are broken. Take a time out. 317-1250 if you'd like to chime in with us. And uh, we got a giveaway as well. Let's save that. We'll save that yeah. for the end of next segment. We'll make you a winner here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center of Greenville's new extended care clinic is now open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. So you can avoid the emergency department for any urgent orthopedic scare. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Orthopedics East, providing services to Eastern North Carolina and the Pirate Nation for more than 35 years. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock, Troy D., and Corey Scott here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Clip getting... uh unbelievable feedback uh lots of folks tuned in today thank you again Corey, for having the courage to come on and, and talk about it not everybody would uh would have the backbone to be able to do that uh just a couple things i'm getting i uh, got a text from let me just say a local uh a well-known local baseball coach i'll leave it at that said i agree with Corey. greenville needs to back the team and not little league organization bring all the teams to greenville that got kicked out to greenville and play for a championship i love that idea Let's do it. Uh, and then we're getting tons of feedback on our Facebook Live feed, too. Uh, you can go on and read those. Jeff uh, Harbison saying, Greenville Little League should stand by the players and boycott the Little League Softball World Series. I doubt that's going to happen, but no. I know that I look, I heard from people they want to like go protest or so mad over this. Like yeah. out there. Uh, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing, you know. Our parents want to pick it. The the, the the players' parents want to picket the World Series here to make a statement. I mean, you know, they just want to be heard. Yeah, they, they want to be, they want to stand up for for their kids, and I don't blame them. Yeah, well, they have a platform here, and uh, we said we would open up the phone lines. Let's go to the fixed NC live line. In fact, yeah, I do believe uh, Greg Davis is standing. And now, Greg, uh, for folks that don't know, Greg is a parent of one of your players. Yeah. Greg, are you on the line? Yeah, I am. Welcome uh, to the show. Appreciate you tuned in. Appreciate hey, you Greg. calling in. Uh, Appreciate it. Greg, we've heard it from a, a the coach's perspective. Uh, quickly sum up from a parent perspective what this ordeal has been like for you guys. Uh, and from a parent's perspective, this has been the worst non-medical tragedy that a family can go through. Uh, you've got three boys. They've all grown up in the Little League organization. They've all been with Coach Corey for years. And uh, and our oldest, this was his dream. It's all Corey's team has been working for uh, since they were 10 years old. And, um, you know, they, they, won, they won the equivalent of Warner Robins uh, when they were 10. They got robbed of the opportunity to do it last year with COVID. They won. They, you know, and, and here they are, and they're ready to go. And the, the worst part of it, is coach is right. It, it, you can't do anything about it, but it's not happening for the right reason. If if kids had COVID, if kids were symptomatic, if it was a health crisis, and it was affecting the safety of the organization and the competition, uh, we would have been disappointed, heartbroken, but we would have understood. But the fact that this is happening because of a lie, because of a pathetic sorry excuse of a protocol on behalf of little league international they should be ashamed of themselves 
They said that they were going to follow the science and they were going to do everything by the book. I don't know what book they were referring to, but I'm an anesthesiologist that's been dealing with COVID since the outbreak of the pandemic in 2019. And if anyone's put their life on the line and knows how to manage the disease, I'm one of those people. And I knew that their protocol was flawed the minute they started to tell us about it the week before we left for Warner Robins. And we were on a parent Zoom, and they said, any questions, please let them know. And I, I immediately texted a question saying, your test that you're going to use is fraught with false positives. You are using an inferior testing mechanism, given the fact that children generally have a low transmissibility of the disease, are generally asymptomatic, don't usually contract it, don't give it to adults, and you're using a test that is one of the worst tests you can use. What is your protocol in the event that a player tests false positive? What will you do to ensure that you are truly telling people that have the disease they truly have the disease? Not only did they not answer my question on the parent Zoom, they blocked my question from being shown on the Zoom page. So no other parent could see that a physician was asking the question. They glossed over it, and then that's exactly what happened. They nailed one of our players with a fake test. We, they didn't give us the opportunity to retest. They didn't allow our retested results to be accepted, even though those were from the more reliable test. The child's asymptomatic. We potted. Everything they set up was a lie. They had random strangers from other parts of the country in that hotel, but vaccinated parents of the players were not allowed to see their children. We had to wave at them from the baseball stadium bleachers. So I can tell you, when you watch your stoic 12-year-old son who's never cried a day in his life, bawling himself to sleep, and you can't console him because he was robbed of his opportunity to show the world what he and his team were capable of, it makes you, you – I don't – Corey, I understand he might be in an awkward position with Greenville Little League. I don't know Greenville Little League anything. And I don't know oh, Little League International anything. These parents, some of them saved up years. Thousands of dollars they saved and spent and took time off from work and sacrificed weekends upon weekends and seasons upon seasons to get their children ready to play at this level of competition. And then this is how Little League does us. No organization representative at the hotel, nobody to see that their rules are being followed, no organization, no bubbling, no true healthcare professionals administering the test, and then no recourse for the kids. And then they kick them out of the hotel based on a false positive 20 minutes after the test. It, and then not only that, you haven't talked about this, all of the guest passes for North Carolina were revoked so that nobody who drove to Georgia could even go and watch any other game. That's how they treated North Carolina. That's how they treated Greenville Little League. With its decades traditions and its multiple trips to Williamsport and Warner Robins, and that's how they thanked us. We're the ones who support them, and this is what they did to our family. I'm, I, as a parent, I'm sick over it, and if you can't get behind a cause like this to stick up for innocent kids that want their opportunity on the big stage to showcase what they've been working their whole lives for. If this isn't a worthy cause for Greenville as a community to band together 
and stand up with the other teams that were falsely positive and kicked out, then I don't know what you can get behind. If you're not willing to fight for these kids, what what are you willing to fight for? Greg, first of all, I agree with everything you said, and I am so sorry that this has happened to you guys, the team, uh, Greenville, our community, the families. It's it's disgusting. As I said earlier, this isn't about losing a game by a bad umpire call where you just have to grin and bear it. And you know what? We just it, it was unfortunate. This is about fraud, in my opinion. And this borders on, if not fraud, it sure borders on it. The way you guys were treated and mishandled, and it, it, as Corey talked about in detail, with the, with a false positive and basically kicked out of the tournament for no reason. It's disgusting to me. I'm disgusted by it. I think everyone listening today is disgusted by it. And I do hope that this lawsuit gets some traction. I hope this restraining order takes action because you guys deserve it. Tulsa, Oklahoma deserves it. The Texas team deserves it. And once again, you're not on an island. This has happened with a number of teams in this tournament. And now a number of teams, all the teams are in the same boat false positives from an inferior testing mechanism and a protocol that doesn't allow for recourse. How you say it's all about the kids and you want to use a cheap saliva test that nobody else is using. And you know, they keep quoting. It's such a sensitive test. It's such a sensitive test. Everybody loves to say that a sensitive test means that when you are told that you do not have the disease, you don't have the disease. If you want to know if the test is worth anything for a specific disease, it needs to be specific. It needs to be a high specificity test. And they did not employ that test. They took the cheap way out and made the kids spit for a half hour in a room that was totally open. They had no sanitary procedures. They had no Little League officials overseeing the testing. They had no organized health care worker preserved clean collection mechanism and you'll see that the test results are logged in at all sorts of crazy times from the way it looks it looks like the tests were run hours to half a day later and you would think you'd want to give the kids every single benefit of the doubt your little league organization it's like all you care about is little kids loving and playing baseball so why wouldn't you give them a second and a third test and look for symptoms? And even if you're going to err on the super, super side of caution and pull him away, we still had players to play. Everybody was ready to go, and everybody had tested negative. Why would you deny that? Why would you deny great, that? Great questions. Uh, it makes zero sense. Tyler Williams went in on our Pirate Radio Facebook page, and Tyler has a great history of Greenville Little League, too. He said, what is our local league saying uh, what is our charter position on this? Are they fighting for us? Corey, do you want to handle that? Uh, I have had no contact with uh, has, our has, local league. Has um, Brian Weingart said anything to you? You know, Brian and I talked on the way home when I was on the way home. And, uh, you know, I cried to him and, and told him I was sorry and uh, sorry this happened. And Brian's, you know, Brian was was upset you know that that it happened but uh you know there's there's just been no no other contact since then Craig, do you want to add anything um i I think it's uh it's a travesty in this world when covid hysteria has gotten so insane that healthy children trying to play the game of their lives outside 
is been completely ruined by the insanity and misinformation exposed with COVID. Everybody knows it's been shown now for a year and a half. Kids generally don't get COVID. When they get it, their viral loads are low. Their transmissibility rates are low. Their infection rates to other people are low. And we are playing a game outside. All of the kids were asymptomatic. They owed it to the kids. They didn't follow their own rules. They said that they will take every precaution to ensure that a positive test is truly positive and that every effort is made to accommodate the player and the team in the event of a positive test. They did none of that. There wasn't a single representative at that hotel. They never had the decency to tell it to our face. And not only did they not, they kicked the kids out of the hotel five minutes after the fake test. And then they revoked all of the passes of everybody who had driven down there to watch the tournament. If that doesn't, uh, if that doesn't show everyone what little league organization is really about, I don't know what does. No mention of any of this on ESPN. All ESPN and Little League care about is their little cozy contract. They don't care about kids. They don't care about having the best kids, the correct teams there. They only care about putting a product on TV that they can put some commercials with and showcase that they're wholesome and family-oriented. They are not. They have destroyed the effort, the dreams, and all of the hard work and hopes and aspirations of 12-year-olds all over the country, all of whom were totally healthy, and did nothing to be banned, not one thing. And the way that Little League turned their backs on Greenville and the other teams out in the South and out West is so shameful that I, I don't even know what the recourse is. How can you give a kid his dreams back? How can you unshatter a kid's heart? What do you tell him about how unfair this world is and how insane it is that you did everything right and yet you're still banned from living out your lifelong dream? You can't even console a kid like that. You can try to turn it into a lesson about God's plan, and you can try to, you know, tell them we're going to use this for good and something good's going to come out of this and we're going to build off of this. But at the end of the day, Little League shattered the dreams of these kids for no righteous reason. And they need to be held accountable. They need to refund every single parent's every last dollar they spent getting down to Warner Robins. They need to refund every single dollar we paid to Greenville Little League. They need to refund every dollar that was donated in kind from all the wonderful sponsors who supported those little kids all throughout this. And they need to make a public apology on ESPN, and they need to change their policy. Going forward for the next gen- next round of kids doesn't help. This is two years in a row that COVID and their, and their ignorant policies about what COVID means have destroyed the dreams of small children. And it's, it's a real tragedy. And I'm angry. And I'm going to be part of that lawsuit. And I'm going to help do anything I can to get everybody to know what's been done to these kids and make Little League pay in some fashion for what they've done. Greg, thank you for your call and your information. I think a lot of people share your anger and disgust and uh, appreciate uh, the information you've provided. Very well said today for sure. Uh, Sandra Thompson weighing in on our Facebook live feed. I believe, is she the mother of a player? She is. Um, Not to mention the team was tested on Wednesday when they arrived. They were not isolated while waiting for the results and then played an entire game on Friday without the results being back yet. So essentially, the testing is all for show. 
Well, yeah. Corey, you alluded to that earlier, right? That yeah. it's all about appearances, keeping up appearances. Yeah, you know, um, I, and once again, I strongly believed and 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 in my heart thought that Little League was the last pure thing left, you know, for the, for the kids, and it's not. Yeah, it, unfortunately, it, they've shown their true it, colors. You know, well, you know, when I got the phone call, and 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 I haven't received any phone calls saying, "Hey, how's the kid?" Right. How y'all doing? No follow yeah. up. No. What can you we know? do to? Us? What can we do no. to help? No. Is there anything we can do? They don't care. Uh, Tyler Williams adding in one more time. All credibility has been lost. How is a parent of a child going to trust the little league process? They probably will go another direction with their children's time. Not a good look for the future of this organization if they are treating kids like this. And I think you know, as we said, I think it's important uh, for us to let you guys speak for the truth to be known. And for folks to hear what really went on, because I think there was just bits and pieces. And once you hear the whole story from you, the coach, from players and from the really the parents, it really if as Greg said, if, if this doesn't make you angry, then you don't have a pulse. Yeah. You know, or you don't care about kids. All right. So we get a, I think Andy's been waiting patiently on uh, online if he's still hanging on in Greenville. Andy, are you there? All right, Andy, call us back, 317-1250. We'll try and get you on. We need to get one last break in, Cliff. Yeah, we'll do that. And uh, I'll tell you what, let's uh, let's make somebody a winner right now. Shirley, you don't have to open up the uh, booty bag, per se, but what caller are we looking for today? Um, I'm going to go with caller number five, and uh, we're going to do a $20 Captain Special Car Wash. All right, 317-1250. Caller five is a winner. We'll come back and have more with Corey Scott when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting, sports, and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. And congratulations to Jeff Dover of Greenville. Picked up a, a Captain's Special Car Wash from Pirates Cove Car Wash. Keep your vehicle clean with the Pirates Cove Fast Pass with unlimited washes for only $9.99 for your first month. Pirates Cove Car Wash, the ultimate car wash experience and the official car wash of ECU Athletics with locations on 10th Street, Fire Tower Road, and Memorial Drive. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, a couple minutes left. Clip Rock, Troy D., and Corey Scott here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Wow, what a show. Uh, once again, thank you for being here. appreciate everybody tuned in. Thank and uh, we're not going to let this story go away. I, I, I don't think this is a one and done. This is something that folks need to stay in, involved in because this story is not over as far as I'm concerned. Mary and Chris weighing in on our Facebook live feed. Uh, he says, as this tragedy unfolds, be certain Williamsport understands Little League International has wronged the premier Little League program in North Carolina and one of the top Little League programs in the country. We deserve to be treated better. Uh, I agree 100% with Marion on that. And I think you've got a lot of folks tuned in right now all over the place, Corey, that are they're mad as hell. And they want, what can they do? Like, how can, you know, the, the, the parents are mad, kids are upset or crushed. The, the community is mad. 
what what can people do to support this team? Like I know a lot of folks are asking me, how can we get involved? We want to help this team. What can what can folks at home listening do? Uh, first off, I want everyone to to be able to support these kids. You know they 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 they've had a tough go. Um, you know it's a dream taking from them you know so uh please please support support these children and and uh these boys you know this is special kids special team um just don't don't uh don't let them don't they need to just continue to 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 grow and to heal you know uh web tender when i talked today and and you know, we we cried on the phone and, and and prayed and just you know uh, just just help these kids just realize that then they they can just continue to go forward. You know, you heard Greg Davis earlier saying he was going to try and be a part of that lawsuit, yeah. represent the team uh, that that's going forward. By in case you missed it earlier, other teams that are getting ready to sue Little League International and file a temporary restraining order. Uh, if folks want to help out with that, how? Should they contact Greg? What What is the process? How can people help? Um, you know, we we have we have an attorney here in in town uh, with, with Smith and Ward. Uh, you know, maybe we can contact him and and see how we can how we can go forward. You know, we're 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 having a Zoom meeting tomorrow night. Uh, the parents are, you know, because we're we're going to. Uh, to publicly talk out you know we want to we, we want to be heard you know we 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 just don't feel like we were doing right you know and we want to make it right you know for our kids and you know my son is on the team and 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 i just don't i don't want anyone to ever have to do what i had to do you know and i and i think about nc state and, and you know what happened to them and in the in the college world series and and but those are those are those are men you know these, these are these are just kids man yeah. it, it it's just it it's really tough i want to say thanks to you troy and clip pirate radio for having me on for for setting this platform for me to be able to speak and and i know i've gotten a i've had so many text messages and so many calls you know, I, I I just want to say thank you to to everyone out there, um, you know, that supported us and 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 have been here in this time of of grief. You know, um, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Well, we're glad to have you. And as we said, we're sorry that you have to be here in person. We wish you were still in Warner Robins. We should be. We would be. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to reach out to Little League International. I think they need to be held accountable. I'm going to start asking questions from them. I want them to come on. Good luck. Um, and I'm going to if they refuse to come on, then we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about how uh, they fans. Won't, they won't answer my calls or return my emails we'll, right now. We'll so. publicize that information, how people could get involved if they want to, to, to get answers from their corporate office, which I think has completely wronged you guys. And it's shameful what they've done. And as I said, I don't think this thing is over. And I hope this lawsuit does move forward. And this is why you have a court system. And, and hopefully uh, they can take a look at this and act quickly. Yeah, well, they're, they're filing an injunction this week. And uh, Tulsa's 
Tulsa League, Texas League, Mississippi League, they're they're serious. And, you know, they uh the Tulsa coach is is a surgeon and and you know, he tested tested positive with the spit test and yeah. he tested ne- he he can go to work, but he, his kids can't play I, baseball. I so. wish our league could be supportive of you guys. I understand the politics at play or why they're not. Uh but I also think that's a misstep. I think they should when they when you needed them the most. They're not there. Well, I, I, again, uh, I've loved this league. I've loved Greenville Little League, you know, since I've been in it. And uh, I wish them all the best, but I'm very, very disappointed. Thanks for being here, Corey. Thanks, Appreciate guys. you having us, uh, having you be on when showing your courage again. Thanks. Corey, uh, good times and bad we've had you on. So yeah. we appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks, Clip. All right. Uh, that'll wrap it up for a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll be back with you Tuesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition for Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt, Coach Corey Scott, Troy D. I'm Clip Rock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.